This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Phil Hodgkinson, and you're listening to. Welcome to episode 50 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. As we raise our bat for our half century, we also raise a glass as we're coming to you live or not live from Magic Rocks Tap Room in Birkby, Huddersfield. Tonight we carry an injury list as excessive as Huddersfield Town. So in our hour of need, I have three craft ale aficionados who in the style of Magic Rock beers jumped at the chance to come to the pub and share common grounds. So with me, your ringmaster, Matt Shaw, I have a man well known to those in the cowshed loyal. It's El Gingero, Dan Posaporit. Evening, everybody. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yourself? Not bad. What are you drinking? Uh, am I allowed to say this at you? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, our sponsors. A, you can go for it. It's, it's a fine uh, German ale. Very good. Um, also in our Circus of Sour, making a podcast debut, I've got the human cannonball, Josh Quirk. Hi, Josh. Are you okay there? Not bad, mate. How are you? Cheers for having us on. Very good. What have you got there? Nice uh, high wire. I think a little bit of grapefruit infusion going on. So, yeah, it's uh, not too bad. Very nice. Nervous. You see you playing with your hands a bit. I always do it, mate. <laughs> always do it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Very good. And uh, completing the uh, the quartet, uh, we have renowned Huddersfield Town match reporter, the man of Riperbole, uh, the rock star, Martin Sykes. Good evening, Martin. Good evening, <laughs> rock star. I'm just uh, regretting calling uh, Danny G podcast boy a few years ago when he started doing this now. So You're in the clique sorry, now. Sorry, Danny. You are fully in, in the clique. Right, as I turn your volume levels up, We'll, we'll carry on. So you might have noticed that my intro there uh, contained a load of uh, Magic Rock beers. That's what I was doing with my intro. So just be thankful that I didn't use Salty Kiss or <laughs> Clown Juice. You'd have loved that, to be fair. <laughs> I always enjoy your intros, Matt. Very, uh, very well thought out. Thank you very much. Uh, right, so this podcast is sponsored by uh, Magic Rock, as you might have uh, worked out already. Uh, what Magic Rock like us to do, or what we like to do uh, in, uh, in partnership with Magic Rock, is we like to promote the Welcome Centre, 
Uh, it's coming up to Christmas this time of year. Uh, the Welcome Centre have two blue bins at the start of Magic Rock as you walk in, and I'll put a picture on the on our uh, Twitter feed as well. Uh, if you ever pop down to Magic Rock and uh, you can spare maybe a can of food or some warm clothing, uh, please bring them down and pop them in the bin because that will go a long way for uh, the people of, uh, of Huddersfield in the Welcome Centre. So thank you very much to those of you who do that already. Uh, so let's start with a painful one. Uh, I'm afraid uh, it's, uh, do you know, in fact, I'm going to go back to uh, some happier times. But Lijakin it straight to Moy again who shoots. What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia. So that was happier times there, but not so much on Saturday. Huddersfield Town nil, Leeds United, aka the Chesties, two. <laughs> Uh, town Sean of 10 or 11 players for one reason or another had to start well um, I thought we came out of the blocks very well uh, I thought we had to set a high tempo to match Leeds as high press and their, their speed and precision uh, we did that um, for 40 minutes I felt and then physically I could see that a lot of players on the field started to tire a little bit and I think uh, Leeds second half uh, physical fitness and uh, probably the lack of cutting edge um, just an extra bit of quality there, a little bit there. of extra quality just made for them winning 2-0 but I, I, I'll i be honest I thought um, we started the second half slowly as a consequence of tiring at the end of the first half and they, they caught us cold and um, once you go 1-0 down against Leeds United it's very very tough but Dan we missed uh, f- well four chances really second half and I, I argue that we probably on balance of play uh, although our, our quality probably wasn't as good as theirs we probably deserved a point at the end of the day Yeah I fully agree I think uh I said after after match coming out, it was probably one of those where if someone had told me that Town weren't the better side, um, I'd, I'd be looking to correct them, but I wouldn't be looking to correct them in the fact that we were the better side. I think we were pretty even throughout first half, as you say. I think we were uh, probably the on top for most of it, um, although not really creating too many clear-cut chances. I think I remember Mounier with a with a decent header. Uh, Grant had one off the line, didn't uh, Yeah, and the, the header sort ailing, of... Yeah. yeah, about six yards out after a bit of a mix-up in defence. I thought we were we were good. We closed them down. We played with a lot of enthusiasm, which I fully expected after what happened at Bristol. Um, a lot of new players coming in, you know, putting a, a stake in for the shirt. I said, again, at half-time, we really needed to score in that first half to go in at, at 1-0, yeah, really. I couldn't yeah. see us keeping that up for a full 90 minutes always thought Leeds has us um, at arm's length um, a, lot of, a lot of huff and puff from town but just as uh, Josh sort of touched on earlier lacked that real killer instinct and a little bit of quality in front of goal to open us up yeah I think that's really what it was wasn't it I think it were workmen like from town um, I think we tried hard I think it was just that final third that little bit of quality any other day we'd, we'd get three or four goals in that game I think coming out it's like we said earlier, Dan, didn't we? It was just one of them where I wasn't really downhearted. I hate losing to them like we all do, but mm. the one if that's the second first best team in the league, we're not it didn't really show it on that performance, to be honest. And I think we were just one of them where we just we were just a little bit unlucky, to be fair. Any other day, it's a different it could have been a different result. It was just two really good goals that wouldn't game and that's how football goes, isn't it, really? Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a bit of a strange derby for me. It wasn't it was one of those that you you were you were coming into it and yeah we were playing Leeds but it felt like we could have been playing anybody that on yeah, that particular well, day where you know, no one expected anything did we I don't think you one of them a free hit won it yeah it, yeah as long as you don't want to get hammered obviously five or six nil but yeah we lost and you come out and actually you, you came out feeling a, a little bit positive in the players that actually stepped in for forty five minutes at least you know did did a decent job yeah absolutely I, I 
I tend to disagree that we deserved a point. I think um, I think Leeds. The annoying thing about Leeds for me at the moment is that I like the manager. I think he's a sound sound fella with a lot of uh, interesting ideas. His teams play a brand of football which I like watching, so it's really gutting at the moment. But um, I just think I was pleased with the effort. I was pleased with how we overcame a lot of obstacles before that game. I don't think anybody was expecting us to go out there and beat probably the best side in the league, uh, maybe West Brom. But uh, they are a, a high-quality team who will go up this year. Um, and we just run out of steam. Uh, we should have taken chances, but their defensive record is so good, and that's not by accident. There, um, and I'm not a big believer in XG. I think you know anything that's open to an opinion by someone punching a button. I'm not, I'm not 100 with. But the the XG that we had for that game, I think, was 0.97 according to an article I saw, which is the highest Leeds have conceded this season in terms of expected goals. So um, it shows that we were doing something right on the pitch. The effort was there. The the application was great. Sometimes the um, quality maybe not. But if you're missing so many players, then that's obviously going to happen. But what did you think of the starting lineup, Martin? We went kind of switched up and went four four two with Mounier and Grant, big man, little man, defensive mid, a bit of a throwback to sort of nineteen eighties, nineties football, wasn't it? If you like, uh, it's just an indication that you've got two clubs there who are in who are in different levels, um, different levels of development. I mean, we're com- we're at completely stage one with all the attendant problems that we've had over the last few weeks, and I think what the cowl is tend to be able to do which even with Wagner I I used to doubt was that they can overcome those problems and make light of them and make the best of them even last last night I know we'll go on to last night but they they did the same last night made light of problems and a positive outcome the Leeds game for me was a positive outcome because I, I think we were showing signs of what type of managers they are going to be, mm-hmm. what type of sides that they're going to put out, what type of characters they're going to have in the team. Um, so I, w- I was far from despondent after that game. I knew we were going to lose and I was happy with the way that we lost. I, I concur with that, um, Dan, Josh. It's, I, I live in Leeds. I've got two Leeds supporting neighbours. They're both not that bad, to be fair. One of them can be a bit annoying sometimes, but generally they're... As a Leeds fan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but generally, <laughs> generally they're both both good, you know, the good good people and when it comes to football, they're both pretty good for, for Leeds fans. Um, so you, you obviously don't want to lose a local derby, but, and it feels a bit defeatist, if you like to say that we've, I know what Martin's saying and I agree fully with what Martin's saying, in that we've kind of come out of that We've lost a derby, but we've not come off come off it too badly in, in many ways. Uh, and I think that's that's exactly what Martin's trying to say. How you guys, you guys obviously know people who, who support Leeds. Um, the last thing you want to do is to go into work on Monday, isn't it? And just have to put up with them sort of blah, 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 and, and what have you. But to be fair, the performance we put in left you feeling left. You know, you left the yeah, ground. Yeah, I mean, and you I, felt, I came out of it like I said okay. earlier on. Yeah, I felt okay with that. I mean, I saw um, I saw a lad at work who is a Leeds fan. He mm. sort of. First thing sort of Monday morning, he came up to me and was very much like, to be fair, out of the games he's seen this season with a team that's caused him the most problems. Um, we opened, it was one, like I said, probably the best defence in the league. We've opened it up on numerous occasions and he was just honest and said, look, yeah, it was just it were two good goals that won the game, but on any other given day, it could have gone the other way. It's just it's just how it goes, isn't it? And there on that 
riding the crest of a wave at the moment. Is it seven wins on the, seven wins in a row? It's very much like when we went up, they're getting the rubber, the green out, they're winning, they're winning games when maybe they're not playing well. And it's a sign of a team that, that goes up as much as we don't want to say it. But it's one of those. But no, I came out of it um, quite positive, really. Like you say, with the team we put out, with what we've got available, as Martin said, with what we've got going on at the club at the moment, what more can you ask apart from going out on the pitch and putting on... Yeah, I mean, and, and giving it all and having a go at them, and I think it's a lot better. I think a lot of people expect us to roll over, and, I, and we didn't, and that was a, that's the probably positive that I can take out of it. So, yeah. da, Dan, I'll, I'll throw a different question at you because one thing I'd thought of, and, and Martin mentioned there, is that Leeds United have this path that they're on. Uh, we, we've obviously got the new management team. There's going to be an overhaul, you know, an overhaul of players. You know, that some are going to leave, some are going to come in. A lot of those players, Leeds, Luke Ayling, Stuart Dallas. Uh, Calvin Phillips didn't play but you know they've got several players Berardi they've got several players there who've been at the club for three, four, five years so they're con- so they're already way down a path of uh, knowing how to play together you know the connectivity the synchronisation if you like um, does that does seeing them in a way and I don't, I don't really want to use them as a benchmark to a degree because in my opinion they've been better teams in, in the league but for a you know they've got an exceptional manager like Martin says, but does it kind of give you belief that maybe we're on the right path? Because what we're trying to do is similar in a way in, in terms of building, getting players together, uh, trying to get players sort of thinking together and getting the most out of players. Because Leeds, you look at Leeds, you take Marcelo Bielsa away, and I think Leeds' squad is probably six to eighth. That's that, that, that. I think yeah. Marcelo Bielsa adds real star quality yeah. and gets so much out of them, gets an extra. 20-30% out of him he's, he's, an, he's exceptional at this level and Danny and Nicky Cowley have started really well uh, so we're expecting them to get more out of what we've got I think that's the plan do you think that it's a good benchmark to watch and a good advert for getting groups of players together maybe in smaller numbers and really sort of sticking with them and driving a philosophy through yeah I think I, um, I put a, a tweet out after a match from me from my own personal Twitter just sort of saying you know summing up what I felt about the game it was a spirited performance from town Leeds looked solid. They had, you know, 1-11. to 11. Each player knew what they had to do. Took me back to when we used to watch Town under Wagner. You know, yeah. they weren't all... Sometimes they were Brighton at home, Norwich uh, away. They were phenomenal. A lot of times it were an industrial sort of performance with small patches of five-minute brilliances. I mean, Leeds score a lot of count, counter-attacking goals. I mean, I know the fans like the fans like to class it as this Bielsa ball, like... It's actually not that different it, it, to Wagner's style. It's basically counter-attacking football, which has been played for years. But obviously, Leeds have been that bad. They see it as some new, <laughs> newfound way of playing, which you know, fair play to them. But yeah, I think as a benchmark for where we are now to get to within the next 12, 18 months, if we can get to that sort of level of performance, uh, continuity with squad. I know Leeds don't rotate a lot of players that often, so obviously they've got that working together. Um, I think if we look at them and if we're where they are in 18 months, you know, be, be quite happy with that. I think Cowley's got, both Cowley brothers have got that, that in them. Um, you talked about the 4 uh, formation that obviously looked at Leeds. Uh, I've not seen Leeds play at all. This was the first time I've seen them play this season when they played us. Um, despite what they might think about us, you know, paying more interest in them than we do us. But genuinely, I've not seen them this season apart from odd highlights on Quest. Um but the press, from what I know, the press well, and mm. Cowley set up to sort of almost take away that 
style of play, but like you said, the big man, yeah. little man went a little bit more direct. Went over the top sort of, of Went them, over the top of the yeah. midfield, which, you know, so as ingenuity, we, we've, we've mixed us formation up, we've played different players. And I, I think the cowl is are really adaptable to different situations. Uh, I think as Martin said, under Wagner, we seem to be very one-dimensional. It was a, you know, the 4-2-3-1, yeah. and it were 4-3-2-1, regardless who was playing, who plan, we were playing yeah. against. Plan B's to do plan um, A better. That I, kind think of that, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, like you said, isn't it? That he's had everything that's gone on, like Martin said, week before that, players not wanting to play, mm. uh, everything like He's put a team out there, as, as Danny Cowley said himself, he's changed the formation, there's players playing out of position, there's young lads come back in. And to put a de- an half decent performance in like they put in, I don't think we can really we can really turn around and say anything. Can we? It's one of them, like you say, we've come up, we've all come away, and we've all sat around the table here and said, yeah, You'd you know. Be what hard I mean, what? to find a town fan who came out of that ground really, yeah, angry. You know, yeah. you can be disappointed, but you can you can take positives out of the. Yeah, defeat. I know people are yeah, everyone's gosh, positive yeah. all the time, and you know, all yeah. right, fair enough. You know, there were some players that. Mounier, for example, yeah, he put a shift in, but it, it went about 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and then he, you know, he tried to do too much almost. You yeah, know, some of them try to do a bit too much for me. Just didn't look match fit to me, Munier. A couple of them kind of. I think Munier is one of those. I said to Josh beforehand. I think Munier is one of those players who needs like a run of four, five, mm. six, seven games in a row because he kind of like slowly builds up match fitness, and then you take him out for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden he comes back in looking heavy and rusty. And you know the guy takes his shirt off, and he's absolutely built. You know he's not fat at all, no. but he's just he's kind of like heavy and. I was saying to Josh as well. Oh, he's so a big t- lad, anyway. Is he yeah. six, six two? He must be yeah, sixteen stone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the problem, the I was problem saying, with that is, unfortunately, after then watching for four or five games, <laughs> while he's up to speed. I mean, last uh, both on. I mean, his, his control of the ball on Saturday at times was woeful for a man who we paid that amount of money for, and um, unfortunately, it was the pretty much the same last night as well. Um, and I don't think the Cowleys have actually started yet. I think they are making do and mending with what they've inherited. Um, and we're going to have to wait probably until August next year before we f- see fully what they can achieve. But all the basics are there. Um, the values that they have with the players that they select. Uh, I think the Bristol City game was a, a watershed moment for them. Mm. Um, now, that might be a public watershed moment, and the private ones have been before that, but uh, the, that first half at Bristol was appalling. I think um, it was the straw that brought the camels back, one day, a- I think. Absolutely. And that's when, he, that's when he effectively came out in public to say what everybody really knew about some of these players. I, I like that from a manager, though. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, you talk about keeping things behind closed doors, but I'm sorry. You know, we have 20 or thousand fans that go down and pay the money. Every, like you've just said, everybody knows about these players. You can see it. They're not bothered. Yeah. So come out and say, look, I've noticed they're not bothered. And basically, they'll never play for this club again. You know, mm-hmm. let's get to January. Let's ship them out. Let's get whatever we can. I think as if we owe X on whatever player, forget about what we've gone. You know, forget about what we've paid before. Recoup what we owe. So we're not having to pay more. I'm presuming some of them are on 20, 30 grand a week. Yes, that will we'll yeah. save that, you know. And then we have a look, and if if we can bring someone in in January, bring them in. If not, let's just get to end of this season. Yeah, I let's think get to end of this season. Moyle probably, you know, be on his way. You're looking at maybe 20 million there. If you can, if you can recoup, I think 15, half that you'll be lucky. Yeah. Well, what, whatever we get, it's got to be reinvested. I mean, yeah. Martin's just touching it. They've not started, the, you know. They're trying to build an house with sand bricks at the minute. They need yeah. some proper bricks, you know. And yeah. I think if Hodgkinson, you know, puts his money in, 
over the summer. You know, I think personally we probably need to spend 20 million. I'm not saying, you know, five, six million on each player, but I think we need at least 10. We just need clever recruitment, don't we? We just need some clever recruitment again, like we did to get us up. I think what we've learned, Josh, is that just going on that, Dan, is uh, money doesn't always factor in quality. You've seen Mooney, 11 million, Carlin Grant, 1.5. So I think it's about doing it. I, I know Huddersfield have peddled this for years about doing it cleverly, you know, and we've tried to be a bit too clever, I think, over the last couple of years. Um, and it's a perfect moment that Martin's moved on to the next point, which is the players that were ostracised, if you like, by Danny Cowley. Uh, and he's publicly named, and this was in the preview for Charlton, I think, where he's named uh, Reese Brown. Reese Brown has got a history of uh, being a bad trainer at Birmingham. I'm not saying that that's what it is now, but we can see that that was the history there and we've gone out and signed him. Um, he's, everything apparently there was a changed man at Forest Green Rovers, but I guess you can be a changed man when you're getting in the team every week and, and doing bits mm. and bats. And the real, the real hard work starts when you're not in that team and Reese Brown's found himself outside of it and, and he's now on the transfer list. So, you know, you put two and two together and... You're probably not too far away on that one. Herbert Bockhorn signed by Jan Ziver. David Wagner had a number of generals. He, he signed Chris Lerver, Schindler, Heffley. They were all Wagner men. And I think Jan's tried to go to Dortmund B, if you like, and get one of his own men. And he looks very short of of this level, I'm afraid. So well, I think. Did, did Cowley say he wouldn't have picked him for Lincoln? Which I think. Not, did he actually say those words? I've seen it. Not, pub- not, not publicly. It's not a public thing. So no. if he's told that, he's told that to someone privately. Um, I, we couldn't quote it from anywhere. But did, yeah. did he play against Lincoln? He did. Yeah. yeah. He did. Well, that's probably why then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the other man that he, uh, he, he hung out, if you like, was uh, £13.5 million of Isaac and Benza. Um, which is a, a painful amount, and um, you know we, we're not going to uh, recoup that. And you can add him to Terence Congolo and Diakabe, who seem to be hung out a little bit from the previous week. And it's all of a sudden three windows, which Phil Hodgkins has said in the summer starts to look a little bit um, like it may may take longer. Because because let's not forget, if if I'm a football manager, I want people who are on form, decent. And a point I made to Neil last week, and, and Neil quite rightly said that people will always take chances on people if the money's right. But people have now got to come in for these guys that we've hung out as as having a bad attitude, a bad trainer, and they're not they're not in a team. Uh, currently, I think we're about 19th in the championship. Uh, Terence Congolo, we paid 17 million pounds for. He's he's not, you know, he's. he's I've got to say, it's difficult to shift them. Is, is my point? Say, I know that I know that these these lads get a lot of stick, and and probably quite rightly. But you're taking a couple of young. Let's take uh, Diakabe for example. You take Diakabe from the south of France at 18 years old, and stick him in the Pennine Hills <laughs> in middle of winter. It's it's now you've got to be something special to come from that area. It's a culture shock and isn't it? overcome those culture shocks. <laughs> and fit in and play football and be a good professional do, that do comes down to recruitment and and if the if the character hasn't been sorted out properly then i, I have a lot of sympathy with him do you think do you think that's that. um due to being badly advised from agents who are just in it for the money you know if you go there i, I get i think you should be aware if, of an if agent if i were you should, moving as jobs a, yeah. as a football and, club you should always be aware you know, that an agent's yeah. All about the money, isn't as, it? As you say, it's a ridiculous change in circumstances for a young lad. Yeah. As Ultimately, it's the club's responsibility to pick the right people. Um, and those those people, 
are going to show their colours at some point. Well, I mean, Congolo, again, we spend, what, £18 million on him. We obviously, to attract him, must have given him not only money, but some sort of assurances about the club's future. Let's remember as well. enters that season. If yeah. they play for Monaco, it's tax-free. Yeah. As well, so the, the wages are <laughs> yeah, obviously to, to match that. Yeah, the wages are going to yeah. have to be. I'm not saying I know how much he's on because I don't, but the no, wages you'd, you'd, are you'd imagine he'd be 30 plus or someone at least, even taking into account the a, deduction. A deduction for really, well, yeah, yeah. They said 25 percent ish for being relegated. Uh, 40, we just, we just went a long way away from what had made us so successful, Absolutely. didn't we? And I think yeah. that that's come back to bite us really. We're going from as German players and going down that model and that sort of player to, like Martin said, bringing over like young French lads and stuff like and, and like and Ben's a Belgium. It's yeah. it's a big shift in what we were used to, and it's just come. We spent a lot of money on players who essentially we've been bitten by what happens in the Premier League, haven't we? Yeah. When, when you're a smaller club, you've got to buy these players, you've got to pay over inflated money to get them here, and then they don't want to play if you get relegated. And I think reminds, that's what it is. It reminds me of um, sorry, Matt, you look like you're gonna. In there. Oh, no, keep going. It, uh, it reminds me very much uh, like our friends down the road at Bradford. The first season, you know, they the stayed up, and then yeah. it were all of a sudden it's like, wow, look at all yeah. this money we've got. And they went out and they bought, Benito they bought Carbone ridiculous them players yeah. Yeah. for ridiculous amounts. And, paying him off, I think. and the second season, probably, yeah, the second season, they did basically what we did and, and they got nowhere. I think yeah. I think the biggest problem that we had were we stayed up, at, stayed up. And then behind the scenes, it were almost like... You forgot who we were, didn't what, we? What do we do? What do we do now? And it were like... I've, I've used this sort of analogy before when we've chatted about it. It were like almost like the guy who runs the corner shop in your village, all of a sudden being given the keys to it as the superstar. Yeah. yeah. And he were like, I've got a budget now that's massive. And, you know, we just got a bit excited. And we started paying ridiculous... Like, say, Congo, like 17, 18 million. Huddersfield Town spending that much money on a defender, on a left-back. He, 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 they were unheard of, you know. Before Wagner, ridiculous. Before Wagner, we had a turnover of something like twelve million. Yeah, like, and now we're playing, we're paying eighteen million pounds for one player. It's absolutely and ridiculous. You just lose, you just lose the sense of mm. what it is that this club's about. Because I think the support, if they'd have recruited hardworking players within a system that Wagner had introduced, and they had gone down. Nobody would have been uh, either surprised or particularly bothered about it. I think it was the manner in which we didn't really fight that hard to stay up. I think you get caught as well, don't you, when you get in the Premier League. It's one of them of, you've got all this money. In order to progress, you need to spend money to do it. You look at Bournemouth. I know they're a billionaire, Mm. Russian owner or whatever, but they're sort of three or four players a season. They spend good money on it just to enhance the team, and you've got to do it that way, so... You do have to change as a club, but then that comes down to like Martin says, it's your recruitment, it's who you're looking at to bring people, and it's doing your due diligence on people. And we've not, we've clearly not done it. And that's like I say, it's, that's 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 why we're in this position. So I'll bring it back to point. Sorry, Martin. Um, Alistair wins the first one to tweet in, and he says, as as expected, it sounds like quite a few will be on their way in January. Are you surprised about any of them? Maybe Reese Brown, for example. But just to move it on as well, Martin, if you're surprised by any of that names that have popped up. Um, should we now, we've learned an expect probably learned an expensive lesson, and you know, poor, poor Phil Hodgkinson's got to pick it up if you like. Um, should we now? Has this has this been a lesson to to stick with what you know for you? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think town have a town have a significant recruitment problem when they're in the Premier League anyway, because they've got to attract players who will accept 
relegation clauses. They've got to accept players who are going to come to Huddersfield, which is a great place as far as I'm concerned, but... Not it's, to it's, not London, it's, it's not London, is it? It's not London. It's not yeah. Manchester. Well, I think some of them stay there. Yeah. Um, and under Wagner, we had a team which was uh, better than the sum of its parts. And the, the exact opposite happened mm. later. Yeah. And once you lose that, you, you will throw loads of good money after bad. And that's what they've done, unfortunately. I think a lot of that, though, as well. It comes back to we had in charge, you know, Jan Siever. I, I don't know how you guys feel about Jan, but to me, he, he just had no control over basically anything that was going on. And I can imagine that a few of these players got together and sort of overthrew him, if you will, with Wagner. We probably had that like almost well, even, like think, a father-son relationship. Yeah, I think Billing came out, didn't he, early doors when it, when it were all going on and said that... And, after a week, see, but we're after a week this, or so, well, saying it was this guy, guy coming here like he'd won Champions League or something. So, something went right, wasn't it? I think we went down that Dortmund route. It worked once; it'll work again. But and that, and that goes back to behind the scenes again. It's not again, only the players that came in that were that were wrong; it was the manager as well. And I think they, um, I think they did go down that route. And but I think the thinking behind that route was set at a completely different time to yeah. when they made the decision. Yeah, it would have been rational when they were doing well. It was completely irrational to try and clone Wagner, who by that time was a shell of a man, it looked like to me. You know, when he was completely beaten by all the circumstances that had happened around him. Um, and you try and clone him. I, I just could not understand From it. what it looked like to me, it looked like that uh, we hadn't do, we, we'd put all our eggs in the Wagner basket and we hadn't done any proper succession planning. And the last time we, we did some succession planning was when Wagner potentially was going to go to Wolfsburg or mm. Villa. Uh, when we're in the championship and it was at that point Jan Ziva and Daniel Farker were identified and obviously Daniel Farker's at Norwich so the next in line Jan Ziva so it just felt like maybe we'd gone back to an old Stuart Webber plan um, but we, we've covered that before on, on previous podcasts but um, let's talk about something happy let's talk about last night having nodded away Shin there is also found Bakuna who brings in Danny Simpson injury time at the Valley can town penetrate Simpson Gets a poor pass back from the so defence and quickly game, finds Harajanai. Harajanai's cross. Massinelli's shot. Goal, Huddersfield Town. Goal, Huddersfield Town. Young Daly has broken the deadlock at injury time. It's Charlton nil. Huddersfield Town 1. And Daly will never forget this moment. 700 Huddersfield fans, brilliant turnout on a... On a midweek, to, to it's not even North London, which is easier to get to. It's South East London, which it's is not quite, easy. Quite tricky to get to. Yeah, yeah. well, the team didn't even make it, did they? No, it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's well, a itself a day before. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> on on a Tuesday night, when most of our fans live live in the north, it's a, it's a difficult, and you got to give a lot of respect to people that have travelled down. That's a brilliant, a, 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 you know, a brilliant trip for them, and they've got a last minute winner there. And and Martin, you were there. It's not the best game, but. Does it matter when you when no. you score in the last minute like not, that? It's not in the slightest. I mean, it was chucking down. Uh, the, the weather was absolutely appalling. Um, the The ground was a third full, perhaps. I mean, I think Charlton fans have got their own reasons for not not being there, and it's not just the form of the club; it's the, the owner, ownership, etc. Um, but no, it, it was. Hugely disappointing as a game. Um, Charlton were dreadful. Uh, I, 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 I know we're going to come on to him 
Lee Boyer. Anyway, we'll come on to him. Um, the uh, and Town weren't much better, but town, when Town got the ball, they they tended to look as if they might do something. Um, and, and Charlton just kept giving them opportunities to do it with poor clearances. And Charlton were terrible. We were one step above terrible, mm-hmm. and everything was forgiven anyway on 90 plus two minutes because there's no better feeling that and and for it to be the young lad to do it as well and i would say had Jinai, who had a good game last night uh setting him up it was uh um i think floor might be getting a bit of a renaissance <laughs> you never know oh, let's, let's yeah. not get excited broken clocks right twice a day you know come on uh, to be fair floor's <laughs> had some stick on this podcast and it's only right to you know, when when a player plays, plays poorly, you'll call him out. When he plays well, you've also got to balance that and say, look, he's played well. Yeah, I must admit, I didn't see it last night, so that, that's more of a gesture yeah, than anyone else. The but. last two comments, uh, the last two games, sorry, um, Hadajinai's had a, had a decent game uh, against Leeds. I thought he did, yeah. did quite well as well. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he maybe should have stretched a bit more for their second goal, but, you know, there's not many defenders are going to get to that. So fair play to, to Hadajinai, who did set up the goal. It was a good pullback. He got forward. And the best thing that he did... Uh, pause, which probably wasn't you know on any highlights, is he made a block, didn't he, Martin? Which he threw himself in front of, which was such an excellent it was, bit it of defending. Was just a few minutes before the the goal, I think it was right towards the end. Yeah, I mean by by that time my my brain was a bit mashed by what I'd seen in front of me. <laughs> um, so maybe my timings are out, but uh, yeah, it made no, it was an late second block. half. Yeah, he, he threw he threw his whole body at it and took it took a a stinger. So you know. Um, it's it's only right that you know, as as someone here, me who's given Flo plenty of stick over the last two years, hasn't liked him. Uh, you've got to say, well done, Flo, great game last night, and hopefully, yeah. and, and you know, all you want to see is players play well, perform well, and he's done that. So hopefully, we'll see more of the same coming uh, coming up as well. But uh, one player, Josh, I thought played well and shares the, your first name. Funnily enough, is uh, Josh Caromer. I thought he had a decent second half. I thought yeah. he looked lively coming in from the left. Yeah, I think he grew into it a little bit, didn't he? Mm. I think. Um, one of them is just experience, and he's playing playing a few levels up from what he's been used to, and I think he's just getting used to speed at game really. But I think as the game grew on, like we were cutting in, wanted from left quite a bit. Uh, had a decent chance that was well saved by the keeper. Um, good I save. thought he did. I thought second half against Leeds, I thought he had a really good game against against Leeds. And like I say, I think he's sort of taken that. Uh, I think if Grant plays him in in the first half, he's got a chance on goal. Um, it's nice to see, isn't it? It's nice to see that one of us sort of summer signings that we've got sort of is now coming into the team and. At least doing a little bit, and only is what twenty one. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the recruitment team get panned, don't they, for what's gone yeah. on? But uh, do you know when something happens like Grant and Caroma again, you've got to balance it and say, do you know what? Yeah, you got this one right. Well, you know. And, yeah, and, it's and, just still been kick on. Like I said, Cowley's obviously seen something for him. Like it's taken a while to get in the team, but it's one of them. If you've seen it, any minute can get out of him. He speaks highly of him. See him um, in uh, sort of press conference and things like that. Says that he's willing to learn, willing to defensive side of his game and all this sort of thing so long may it continue really so yeah, we think, can see a bit out of him I think, I think those sort of players are what Cowleys will look to bring in I know we, you know, we yeah. talked about who they're potentially going to bring in over the next you know, trans, couple of transfer windows but you, you can see that you know, from videos that go out now you see a lot more sort of behind the scenes what happens at training and stuff and you can see you can tell that he used to be a teacher because he mm. gets the best out of players he looks at that player and his it's deliveries, not, his it's deliveries not a one size well. fits all it's yeah. you know this guy, if I put my arm around him, he'll he'll do this. This guy needs a you know he needs a rollicking every now and again, and he kind of his man management. His man management, yeah. And I think that's what we had under Wagner, and I think that's yeah. that's why the togetherness came. And I, I think once we get rid of the you know the bad eggs, 
even if we just stayed with what we've got, regardless of bringing anybody yeah. in, the, the togetherness will be yeah. a lot stronger. You know, you, I'm sure we've all worked in teams at work where, you know, everyone's trying to pull together that there's just maybe two or three that, that can't be bothered. And all of a sudden, everybody then, you know, it's a lot easier to bring people down to your level than it is to sort of... We showed last night we gold, in it? Like celebration at goal. You've got Grabara running full length yeah. of pitch to celebrate. Yeah. I know it's a 90-second minute winner, but... It shows a bit of togetherness. It showed yeah. it showed a group of lads there that looks like he's part on the pitch who want to be well, there. Didn't have to do that, did he? And but that's yeah, that's out. what we all want to see. We want to see lads just fighting, fighting for the shirt and giving it all. And we can't ask for much it's more. Interesting with Karoma that uh, that uh, at Bristol he replaced one of the lads you were talking about, Derek Harvey, who was subbed after coming on. <laughs> as um, Says it all. And bad news. Though. In that second half against Bristol, although it wasn't great, there were there were a lot. It was a lot better, um, and there was a lot more fighting spirit, and he made the difference. He was uh, battling away. He was taking players on. He wasn't accepting being defeated, even though they were 5-1 down within a few minutes of the second half. And I I was impressed with him then. I was impressed with him uh, last night, particularly in the second half, Uh, and I think he's got a lot going for him. So, pause. I agree. So, pause. If I said to you, we've set up four four two. I'm going to take off uh, the left winger Karoma, who's had a good game. I'm going to bring on Danny Simpson and play him at left back and fl- push Flo up into midfield. And I'm going to take Steve Mounier off and bring us a, a midfielder on in Matty Daly. You would think maybe that we've shut up shop a bit. I'd say how many of them sort of pints have you had? <laughs> but <laughs> Danny Cowley's shown how um, how far advanced he is of me in terms of tactics because I I sat there and I I think I might even messaged you on WhatsApp, Josh, and went, yeah, it looks like we've yeah. shut up here. Let's yeah, shut up shop a little bit for a point. And, um, you know, it, it allowed Charlton to come back into the game. There's a bit of a contentious decision that went in our favour for once. We've had four or five games where, uh, Leeds game I'm not counting, but before that, there were four or five games where things went against us quite badly in terms of refereeing decisions. But yeah. I think we might have stolen one there, looking at the, the highlights. Although, I, I it, was a, it was a strange, strange decision. The, the, the linesman had his flag up early. It wasn't it wasn't for when it came off the defender? I think you're talking about it coming off the defender. Uh, it's when Taylor scored. I can't. Yeah. To be honest, I can't tell what what is well, what he's given. Yeah, he he put his flag up very early, and it was for somebody. I think it was for somebody intervening. Now it was the other end of the pitch through pouring rain. So, but I did notice the uh, the linesman flag going up early. So I. I they made that. They made that decision very quickly, and when they make it quickly, I think they're usually right. Yeah, the linesmen never get it wrong. So you know. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that because it means we haven't had the the look that I thought. So maybe we do a bit more. So hopefully, uh, and that was that was the only. I mean, the only uh, time that I felt uncomfortable at all. Uh, Lyle Taylor, Charlton, yeah. when ta- Taylor came on and it lifted them for five or ten minutes and then it sunk down again. Mm. Um, it do, it'd look good in our side, I think. Yeah, Taylor. absolutely. I mean, compared to what we had up front. Uh, um, Both of them didn't have the best of games, but, but one's, got, one's got more credit in the bank than the other so far and, this season. And, <laughs> so. and Grant did have one excellent effort that was uh, that was saved by good the save, keeper. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the game, I, I don't know whether the booing got to him, but he, he couldn't do a thing right. Mm. Yeah, and the, the, some of the messages he got weren't great on social media, but we'll, we'll gloss over those because... Yeah. There are, there are all sorts of types, aren't they? But, um, but yeah, pause. We, uh, we got the 92nd minute winner. Um, games, you know, Cozzy and Simon, who do who are regulars on the pod, were both at the game, both down there. And 92nd minute winners are what the game's all about, isn't it? It's just 
it's one of those where it doesn't matter what happens for 91 minutes, 59 seconds, that ball goes in 92nd minute, it's a brilliant game and uh, you've had a great night. You have, and you know, another you know, second half of the season of them. I'm sure everyone around this table and everyone in you know, Spots of the Town will be, will be quite happy with that. You know, you don't mind playing poor. At the end of the day, you've got to watch football to win, first and foremost, or I personally do. I don't know about you guys, but I don't. Yeah. I support Huddersfield Town because I support Huddersfield Town. I don't think, I tell you what, I do. I go watch Town on a Saturday because they play some brilliant football. <laughs> I go because I want them to win. And if they win and play well, it's a bonus. If yeah, they play poorly and get a 90 second win it winner, I'm dancing out of the stadium. Do you know, it's, it's that's what it's about. We've won, so I don't care. You know, yeah, you people. Don't go for the aesthetics. Do no, you, you don't. Know. No, people <laughs> seem to think now there's a lot more. Don't get many wins out of it, to well, be honest. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> but people like look at your Man City's, your Liverpool's, and, you know, they kind of expect that now throughout football. And it, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Not every week, anyway. You might have a few good games where you can win and play well. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all about winning. I mean, you spoke about the change in personnel and, you know, who came on and that. But I've noticed sort of Cowley's over time that they've been here. They sort of, it's a bit of game management sometimes, I feel. They did it when they first came on. We had that little bit of run where we went seven unbeaten. And a couple of them games, you get into, you know, 60, 70 minutes and it's quite tight. And then Uddersfield Town of Old, you think, you know, we make a change. We'll sit back, it'll get to 80, it'll get to 85, it'll get to 87. Then all of a sudden we've lost. Under Cowley's, 75 onwards we almost I think Brent, you know, it's Brentford almost like Brent, let's yeah. see what they've got for 60-70 yeah. minutes and then let Brentford, let's go Brentford away were a big one for that I think yeah. I think you have touched on that yeah like Brentford away sort of 60-70 minutes it one of them where stay in the game stay in the game 1-0 up saw the game out and like you say I think it's uh, I think Stoke as well yeah. another Stoke for another one wasn't it yeah Wagner Wagner used to do it I mean Wagner you, you never felt with the Wagner side in the last 15 minutes that we were going to collapse whereas Virtually every town team I've ever seen yeah. in my life, <laughs> I, I expected them to collapse. Um, so, uh, and Warnock used to say about second halves, let, let them go home happy with a great second half. It didn't really matter how bad you were in the first half. If you win and you've had you a forget, good second half, they won't forget, forget the first yeah. half. Yeah, well, that brings us back to the style of football. I mean, under Warnock, I were only young. Um, but I, I don't seem to remember much Not that pretty, pretty football. <laughs> Younger than you. <laughs> oh, it definitely wasn't <laughs> But we, we got promoted, so when you look back at that season, if someone said, was well, that a good season? You'd say, yeah, why? Because we got the, promoted. The, the, mad, fo- yeah, the football wasn't great to watch if you if you like watching pretty football. Yeah. But you had great characters. Mm. You know, uh, Jepson and, and Bullock. And, uh, yeah. uh, all, well, all 11 of them you knew were Warnock players. Yeah. As, a, were, as a fan, you felt like one of them as well, didn't you? That yeah, was one of the yeah. great things about that Warnock team is you felt like you were there with them because they, they took you on a journey, didn't they? And, yeah. and the Wagner era did the same thing. Wagner had a brilliant way of taking you on a journey. And to be honest, I see a lot of ways that Danny Cowley does the same thing as well. Yeah. And this is why I'm really looking forward to what he can he can bring to, to us. Because uh, I think uh, we, we were on to, you know, if we... If we play the cards right, I think we're onto a really good thing with the with Cowley Brothers. Hi, I'm Dean Hoyle, and you're entering the Danger Zone.
Right, guys, welcome to your very first Danger Zone. Uh, this usually is headed up by uh, Pozza's mate, or oh, well, my mate as well, and Josh's mate. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. Uh, so <laughs> you don't like him, though. I, I, love, Neil. I love Neil. Neil's my mate. Um, but yeah, so Neil, I, I was just thinking because he was uh, your best man, he wasn't he, at the wedding? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah uh, so this means this falls on you then, Dan, as uh, as the uh, as the groom to Neil's best man. Uh, I think for those that don't know, I think you should tell everybody what Neil actually did to you for your uh, stag do. Yeah, not my finest hour. Um, when we went, we went off to Manchester as you do, probably twenty five thirty of us met in Weatherspoons in Clackeaton. You, know, you kind of go down expecting something to be happening on your on your stag do. Uh, Neil actually came up to my house before. Um, with a, a suitcase, shall we say, with uh, a couple of uh, outfits in there. The first one being a full Bradford City kit. Um, and his words were, were, put that on or you're not leaving this house. And uh, for those of you who know Neil, he's, he's not a small guy, so no, you, you listen to him. He's a good 6'4", isn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the brilliant thing about that day was, not, well, the day was brilliant anyway, that I can remember, um, but we actually went into a pub and I, I can't remember who Bradford City were playing, but they were over that way. I think the train had to go through Manchester. Uh, it's the pub near Selfridges. Is it the Oyster? The black and white one. Anyway, oh, right, yeah, down yeah, there. We're Do you know where yeah, yeah. League, yeah. And uh, we'd been in a pub just round the corner. So we, we walked in and stood at the uh, the bar with the actual city gent, yeah. Lenny. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I walked in and uh, with bowler out on at Bradford City kit. And he's cheering and all that. And then everyone told him that I were a town fan. <laughs> Caused uh, uh, much hilarity throughout the day, did that. So yeah. Cheers for that, Neil. Um, you you and, must uh, have looked a bit like Stuart McCall. I did, yeah, with ginger hair, mate. Yeah, it's not a, it's a colour know. clash with a kit, with your face and hair. Uh, and to be fair, I probably had that much hair, I would have fallen off a car as well at some point. So, so Poz, uh, you're in the danger zone as well as a Lee Boyer. So, um, Lee Boyer, so some quotes from Lee Boyer last night. So, as we've already discussed, not the best game, pretty poor. Um, but Lee Boyer says, we didn't get anything that we deserve from the game today. I thought my players gave absolutely everything. They're crawling off the pitch. It's difficult to take again. We score a goal that gets disallowed for offside. He's not offside. I don't know what to say. The officials have cost us tonight, and then they go and get one at the end. And I think the main reason why he's in the danger zone is for saying, in the second half, it only looked like one team was going to win it, and that was us. We were on the front foot, and yet we've come away with nothing. Josh, have you ever heard so much twaddle... I have not. I think Neil had summed it up well by calling him a whopper, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think that pretty much uh, puts him there, just an idiot. I, don't I mean, know it sounds I mean. like a typical lead sort of response. To yeah, that, really crying about stuff and um, moaning about stuff, and you know, you're a little so, bit hurt from see. Saturday, aren't you? I can, I can fear it. You've got a <laughs> yeah, few I try jabs. Not in. to be, but you know, you've got a few jabs in now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what game you're watching, to be honest. I think he's just done that to try and. I saw you tweeting as well, Martin. You were a little bit surprised by. Uh, the Whopperage from Bowyer. I was I was staying in Richmond, uh, which to get from central London to Richmond is like 22 stops on the tube and 45 minutes. And uh, a lot of that was obviously out of signal. And then as we as we come out and over, over ground, I looked at my phone, looked at tweeting, and somebody had mentioned Lee Boyer's comments. And I, I read them, and I was utterly incredulous. I've never... <laughs> ever heard a manager comment on a game which was so far removed from reality they didn't create a they didn't have one shot on target they didn't have one shot on target they were game. terrible at the back and uh hog and bakuna absolutely ruled midfield uh so i i don't know what he was looking at i don't know who we were trying to who we were trying to 
say that to really. I mean, you look at some of the comments from Charlton fans on that that sort of them tweets, and it would just yeah, they were spot on, exactly the same, yeah. pretty much of what we've I just said. So you just you, you, what you want about. Well, I think sometimes it must be quite tough as a manager because you. What, what do you go out and say? Do you go out and lambast everyone and say, yeah, we were absolutely pathetic tonight and then upset your players? Or what? It must be quite difficult in the heat of the moment, you know, to, to, to say something sensible. And I, sometimes yeah. I think... Maybe you were a little bit unbalanced because they had the new owner there or the potential new owners there who brought Chris Hutton along with them. Mm. Oof. So maybe Oof. he's thinking, what's going on? Um, mm. I mean, I, who knows? But well, maybe he shouldn't have been applying for other jobs than Lee Boy yeah, across yeah. the football. That <laughs> tender on, on Chris Hewitt to be next challenge yeah, manager tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. First. So, on Sky, but thanks Breaking for that, Mark. News, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so see yourself to the danger zone, Mr. Boyer. Barry Shearman will let you in. <laughs> Town play down the left, and Moy stayed on side. Here's Mounier 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. Uh, yeah, so uh, what I would like to talk about next is a uh, a fellow who's had a an opportunity lately. We saw him, he felt so bad for him away at Brentford because he was sat down on the pitch, sad, and the response from Danny Cowley said, I'm happy for the team, but I feel sad for myself. And it was almost a bit, not quite heartbreaking, but it tugged a little bit, didn't it? You think, oh, poor poor John Goran Stankovic. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's genuinely a Bless very him. nice guy. And um, you just felt a little bad for him that he that he hadn't had an opportunity and that he felt a little bit out of it at Huddersfield. He's now played four games in a row at Huddersfield for the first time in his Huddersfield Town career. Thank you, Rob Palmer of Sky, last night for telling me that. <laughs> and um, he's looked very good. Last two games, he's looked very, very good. And and I, I put a tweet out last night which said uh, along the lines of John Stankovic could save this club a lot of money in the uh, January or summer windows. Um I, I'm delighted with how he's played. I, I think he's got a particular weak point in that uh, physically he could maybe get manhandled by a big striker. But the last two games, uh, Martin, uh, Stankovic has been excellent. Absolutely. Um, I've got to say I've always liked Stankovic. I saw him uh, when we beat Norwich away that December. Classic. Stankovic, Stank- yeah. Stankovic was outstanding. When Wagner's bringing him in and saying, this is the guy I really wanted to sign. He put him on the same level as Robert Lewandowski at yeah. that Millbridge. I think you were there, Poswey, at the Millbridge Working Men's Club. Like, who, who would you sign? Expected Messi, Ronaldo, basically rem- anyone. And he said, John Gore and Stankovic yeah. and everybody in the room were like... He who? gave a defender, midfielder and forward. Mm. I can't remember who the midfielder was, but the forward he gave the was midfielder Robert... midfielder were a lad at Hoffenheim, wasn't it? Were it uh, midfielder at Hoffenheim, I believe. Well, I can't remember the name now. It was, it was like a top top yeah. international player yeah. wasn't he and Robert Lewandowski and then John Stankovic and you're like and you, everybody's scrolling on the phone who's John Stankovic <laughs> but he's just starting to show Martin isn't he what yeah. what David Wagner was on about Millbridge in that John Stankovic is such a composed wiry defender very clever and I think, I think he's shown it before uh, it, and I'm absolutely baffled why he's never got into the side after some of the the only the bad showing they had was against Wigan that time with Wilshuk, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wilshuk, well, it was yeah. absolutely. Mm. Everyone was rubbish that yeah, day. Yeah, they? they were, but unfortunately, John really did have a bad time with that fella. Um, although, if I remember rightly, uh, he was also playing on the wrong side. I, I, my memory's going, so I don't know. Um, but every time I've seen Stankovic playing, I thought he's looked very classy. Um, yes, he might have a bit of a strength issue, but 
he hasn't had a strength issue. That'll get better with games, games though. Yeah. That, that's the thing. That's Dan. You, you've played football at centre back, haven't you? Obviously not to the same level as I John tried. Stankovic or, or myself. Or put no, I'm joking. I wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Stankovic, as as a, as an outfield player, as a defender, you rely on runs of games to get up to speed, you know, and to, to kind of find your way in. And when you play two games, don't play for a month. And let's not forget, he, he was injured with a cruciate ligament knee injury for over a year, just about over a year. He's He's come back. He's had balance issues, strength issues, and 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 we don't really have a proper reserve like back in back in the day. I know we made a joke of Pontins League, didn't we, Martin? A few just before we started. Back in the day, he could have played his way back to some sort of fitness, but you don't really have that now. And uh, what a point I'm trying to get to uh, very slowly here <laughs> is that um, the run of games has really shown uh, what John Stankovic can do and and maybe, and he's, he's forming a really effective partnership with Christopher Schindler and, and Josh, you can jump in as well, but he's, he's started to form this partnership with Schindler where they both can play out from the back uh, really well and all of a sudden you're watching them ping balls out last night to the midfield and, if, and Josh, you've said if we can sort the three out behind the striker... This it could be the start of something quite exciting, really, because those two can both play football from the back, and and he's now got that run of games to show what he can do. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, any, in any position, it's tough. But I think you, you look at teams historically throughout football, and you know you you back four and five with a keeper. If if those four are in sync with a decent keeper behind them, you know that five is all. People talk about strikers, you know, sort of. The you Arsenal know, 90s games. team was a, a good you, example you, of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, strikers win your games, yeah, but your defence win your leagues. And it, I know they don't like to big them up too much, but as we've talked about, like, Leeds, they don't concede many. And if you don't concede many, you've always got a chance. And I think... Yeah, chance of nicking it, haven't you? That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think Stankovic coming in and getting a run of games. It's, when I, whenever I've seen him, apart from, obviously, the Wigan game and stuff like that, he has looked a bit of a footballer as well as a defender. And I think sometimes it, as a... It's hard to find someone to play next to somebody like that because, you know, you look back and you think, right, we need, again, probably a little bit old, old school Sunday league style, but you, you centre half, so, you know, big lads. You stop stuck it, you big stopper, don't you? Yeah. And I think that that role as a centre half has probably evolved because you don't really have that old school centre forward anymore. No. So, but your centre forwards evolved, you know, your big six foot, you know, bruisers. So you needed someone to go up against that. They're clever Whereas, now, aren't they? They're clever and yeah, tricky Yeah, now you've and almost got. Not all teams, but a lot of teams don't really play wide classes and out and out centre forward, you know, like Liverpool's. They've got like the three, haven't they? A lot like of teams sort of nine, play that. Sort of yeah, all that now. sort of nonsense. Yeah, just call it a nine, don't they? And they drop off quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, and then your wingers come in and all that sort of stuff. And I think Stankovic has got more of a brain on him than mm. than probably centre halves of old would have. Uh, he sort of he'll get into the right position. I think is it the quote from Maldini, whereas if you have to make a tackle in the wrong position and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. And yeah. Half at battle as a as a centre half is actually if you're in the right position. You're gonna do well regardless of who you're playing against, and I think once he once he gets some more games under his belt, I think he'll be as you say, Matt. I think he will save us buying a centre half at yeah. five million pound. Is is no worse than anybody of that level that I've yeah, seen in this I was, league? Yeah, I was trying to think of who we could potentially look at, and one of the only ones that I could really think of that might be in our range of, of player because we're not going to go take someone from Derby or or whatnot. Uh, although if they have FFP issues, you never know. But uh, was the only one I could really think of was Jake Cooper at Millwall, you know, an up and coming one. And even then, they probably want five, six, seven million for him. And and is Stankovic uh, not at his level? Yeah, few games, is. few games more. And you know, that's what I mean. He could save this club five, six, seven million rather than going to get someone like Cooper because yeah. Stankovic that's, that's is better. That's the thing. On the ball. It's like you said earlier on. He's only had he's like his fourth consecutive start, and it's the most he's made for the club. 
And like you say, it's one of them where he's always shown flashes in games. He's had games where he looked at him and thought, that guy's a really good footballer or can be a good footballer. And like we said earlier, he's had, he's had injuries. He's not been able to get in the side for various reasons, either people in better form or whatever. But like I say, with Schindler at the moment, they're looking, they're looking good. They look, like I say, they've got your two players there who can play football. Yeah. And if that's what you want to play, you need your two centre-halves. That's just how football's gone now. You need to play out from the back. And like I say, you've got a player in Stankovic who's equally at home, really, in sort of defensive midfield, you could say as well. He can play there easily enough. Yeah, the Stanker man, as I called him Stanker last Lele. season when he was... Yeah. Well, <laughs> You have some great nicknames for folk, I tell you. Man. I don't know where you get them from. I like that one, the Stanker Man. I like Anchor Man, but Stanker Man, I like Exactly, it. that's the point. Yeah. Every yeah. successful town team I've ever seen has always had a, a sort of iconic pairing of centre halves. Mm. Um, so Cherry and Ellerman. Cherry and Ellerman in particular. Sinnott and Scully. Roy, I still see virtually every game up and down the steps is a real town supporter. Yeah, I would say Yates. Iconic for all the wrong reasons. Then. <laughs> but Roy, Roy, Roy was uh, quite basic. He was a good centre-half, but he was, very, he was basic. And then Big guy, Cherry, wasn't he? Yeah, Big guy, yeah. Cherry was class. He's classy, yeah. Yeah, very, very classy player. Um, Hamby and Sutton, mm. very similar. Sutton were a... Hanvey wasn't a bad player. He was a good player, but he, he was more the the uh, get stuck in. So you've got like you've mentioned there with two contrasting styles. You've got your big stopper, like Dan, you said, your big stopper, and then your more cultured one, if Absolutely. you like. But we've actually got two cultured ones at the yeah. moment, haven't we? Um, I think as Josh rightly says, though, that's that's almost the way football's gone now. You know, even look at your top teams like Man City dropped Fernandinho in there, who's actually a centre midfielder yeah. because yeah. actually. It's like do, Barcelona do, with Mascarano as well. Well, defenders they, yeah. do, do they do that much defending? Like they used to, you know, like I'm not talking for, like... Not for Man City. I'm no, talking usually. tackling and yeah. body on line. And you, you very rarely see that anymore. Yeah, if if yeah. someone makes a tackle like that, it's usually because they've got turned or it's a, it's a desperation to block a shot. You know, I can't really think of the last time I saw what... I, I mean, Bakuna. Had a you know, last he, get, he gets stuck him. in, but <laughs> football's almost evolved into blocking and pinching the ball rather than coming yeah. through and clattering someone and you know Not from Johnny Ogle the Saturday well yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean though as a centre half it's yeah. very rare that you see that like a really good what I'd class as a tussle you, yeah. you, it's a lot of blocking and a lot of I'll get it way and they're a bit of an outdated relic now aren't yeah. they your big butch centre half you know you it's like you said, it's involved. There's, there's no, can you name a really big, is there any teams yeah. in the top Vincent level Company football that play, that play like an out and out centre forward? Oh, really? Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's no You've, real, there's no If run. they are big like Van Dyke, they've also got pace and can play yeah. as well. And, yeah. and, and that, that's, that's why they go to the very top, don't they? But Dave Oracle's tweeted, he says the difference between playing Stankovic could make the back line over the next, the difference he could make over the next few games. Very impressive in the last two games as well. Um, We'll move on from Stankovic a little bit. And one uh, thing that we tweeted out earlier, or I tweeted out, was uh, for our 50th episode, your your opinion on Twitter. Who over the last couple of games has come out of the HTAFC EDT, Elite Development Team, or fringes to really impress you and stake a claim? Uh, we've had the loving for Stankovic. Uh, the responses we got was Mark Harrison, probably aimed at me and Neil, uh, and it's fair game, I think, says that uh, the Kosovan kid's done okay. In the last few games. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, credit where credit's due, he definitely has. So hopefully that continues. Uh, Carl and Grant FC, Dominic Lister uh, at Regiminator and Hoods Josh have all given a lot of praise for Josh Caroma uh, as well. All in particular said there is uh, a lot of skill there and highlighted the crosses uh, against Leeds and the shot against um, Charlton, which you did as well, uh, Josh. Uh, 
And the, the, the cross he put in for Kachunga was, was a pinpoint, excellent. wasn't it? He just said, put it in there. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well... Unfortunately, you didn't. Just wrong man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be, well, to be fair, it, it was a very, very good save, that. He, uh, he made himself big, didn't he, he the did. keeper, yeah. He shouldn't time, have a chance to save yeah. it, though, really, should he? To be fair, I mean... He's probably a bit too close, maybe. I, I was, was just going to yeah. say, he's, he's, he's probably one of them where... It's easy to smother, isn't it, from... As when a you're goalkeeper, that close, it's a goalkeeper, easy, yeah. yeah. But I think it's one of them as well, that probably if it comes off sides of his cheek rather than his forehead, yeah. it goes in. Yeah. You know, I'll dog him wrong. He should have scored, and I've give, you know I've on Twitter and it's, it's not as if it's the first time, unfortunately. And I think that's what, probably what made it a lot worse. Yeah. If he hadn't done them gubbers, you know, a couple of weeks earlier, people would probably forgive that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, was good last night as well. Really yeah, hard work. he's industrial, isn't he? I, I, never got, work, got right? yeah. works hard. We've got a, we've got a few tweets about Kachunga, so we'll we'll probably talk about him in a minute. But I've thrown open uh, the door to uh, to our brilliant. Um, our Twitterati, if you like, uh, who uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. So uh, one thing that really makes the podcast is the interaction between uh, Huddersfield fans and, and us guys. And I tweeted earlier that if we didn't have that interaction and people didn't support what we did, then we, we probably wouldn't have got to the 50th episode, which is today. It's really well appreciated that we can interact with people without being told that we're full of full of rubbish, if you like. So, <laughs> um, so we've had a, had a few, and Lee Morris uh, was one of the first ones that when I've said, uh, "What would you, you know, you guys set the agenda." Uh, Lee Morris says that new town book must surely get a mention. So I've not done our uh, Those Were The Days uh, feature for a little while. So uh, Lee Morris, coming up to Christmas, Lee Morris has got a book, uh, Where Are They Now? It's actually really good. Um, I'm not just throwing it in there for, for no reason. It's a decent book. Uh, <laughs> available, Waterstones, Club Shop. Martin's got it, I think. I, I went to his house to buy it. Did you? Did yeah. he sign it as well? I've got a signed yes, copy. Yeah, we got, yes. I've got a so signed Unfortunately, one. the value of yours has just slightly. <laughs> 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 limited edition of two, hopefully. Uh, yeah, so uh, Lee Morris's book is available. It's at Lee Morris underscore underscore if you want to find out more. But um, it's, it's a really decent book, which will tell you about pretty much every town player you can think of and, and what they're doing now. Uh, and... Uh, We'll definitely be using that uh, for the feature uh, shortly. Uh, at Jodie Calvert, Jodie's one of our brilliant, uh, at Forever Town, she's one of the really good ones who, who gets in touch uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, she says, and I'll, I'll aim this to you, Dan, uh, what do you all want from Santa this year? This can be town-related or not, if you like. What do I want from Santa? Can he deliver late in January? And I was, bring me I some was new thinking, players, maybe, yeah, I was or? thinking. In fact, no, I don't even want any new players. I just want rid of all these idiots that we've got, <laughs> you know. That that'd do me fine as a as a Christmas present. So um, in a stock into another club for is a couple of players for you. Uh, any of you guys, uh, Martin? You must have seen. Uh, too old for yeah. Christmas wishes, to be honest. <laughs> and Josh, you're the youngest, I think, here. So uh, ah, humbug. <laughs> get what yes. I get. 
Jody, I think the answer is that we wish it was more sort of Chinese New Year, don't we? So we could get rid of uh, a couple of players and bring uh, bring a few in. So uh, that would be great from Huddersfield perspective. And uh, and pause. Once you've got kids, it's all about them, isn't it? So that, it is, mate. Yeah, it I is. think uh, what I get, I think a pair of socks, I'd be quite happy. With. Maybe a Toblerone. You've got to get a Toblerone at Christmas. I ju- oh, do you know what B and M? I think it is. Do a Toblerone. I'll show you a picture. Is it a Toblerone and on and on and on and on. It's fifty quid. And fifty that, quid for fifty a quid. I've got a, ne- a picture next Medical. to my my little boy Charlie, and he's only little, but geez, you should see the size of this Tobler on him being. And Martin's seen. Martin's got one by the looks of it. I don't so, know. <laughs> I've seen, I have seen them. <laughs> I think the only person that's likely to pay fifty quid for a Tobler on is, is a fat knacker like me. Go on, say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say it's town recruitment team from other <laughs> summer. You know, they like paying over odds for stuff. Don't oh, so. oh, sorry, lads. An angry sorry. tweet from Josh for you. There. <laughs> Uh, not just not this Josh. You can Josh. cut that out if you want. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any editing. So, uh, at Richard Cosmala, our, our friend who's uh, who's currently down in London enjoying Judith. enjoying Judith. Judith Richard Cosmala. Bloody hell! He's our, our lover, isn't he? <laughs> our friend Cosy. Uh, he says the standard of football in the Championship compared to the Premier League. I'm glad we won, but it was a similar quality game to what you see at Geisley. Because uh, he does often go to Geisley as well, so he's not just saying that. Uh, what happened to people just being able to do the basics, like pass to a man or control a ball? Or was it always this bad? So this is something I said on the pod as well a few weeks ago. We've we've come down from the Premier League. We've seen Bernardo Silva, you said, you know, Van Dyke, company, Salah. All these players have come to Huddersfield. Have we become a little bit deluded in terms of the quality of the championship? And was it always this way? Or, or do you agree with me and Cosy in that, the championship and the players in it just seem particularly weak. One 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 potential argument I could have is that financial fair play is maybe finally starting to have a bit of an impact, whereas clubs maybe not spending as much as they would, and maybe players are staying longer at clubs and stagnating a little bit, and that's therefore you get uh, a little bit more lesser quality. But what, what like we were saying, say? like we were saying earlier, I, I go to watch town, and I go to watch town win if they can. Um, quality. It's fine, um, but <laughs> it's okay, as yeah. long as town win, I'm not really that bothered. And when when we were in the Premier League, at first, um, it was it was quite interesting because you were seeing top quality players. I mean, I, one of the things that always sticks in my mind is how few times they let the go, ball go out of play, mm. and then in the Championship, like out all the time, <laughs> yeah. and like a, and the the quality of passing. And the movement and all that. It's, it's faster. Just, it, it's just yeah. the, the move the ball faster. And, and it's its more the terms of how you play Burnley, you play Crystal Palace. They'll have three chances and they'll score twice. Yeah. We, we'll have three chances and not score for three games. You know what I mean? It's, they're, they're a lot more clinical. And uh, and with that, they can they can play that sort of defensive, but direct can, but, style a bit more and be effective. It can also get antiseptic, can it? I mean... It's, it's boring. I find yeah. the Premier League boring. Yeah, it is boring. I, I do. I, I do. It's, it's just... It's not. It's not my favourite league. I love the championship, but it's. I don't think it's the strongest championship they've been in a long time, though. I think you look at it. There's a lot of teams in there that are much and muchness, isn't there? And I don't us, think the quality. One of them, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah as we are. Um, I think you just look at it, and as I said to you earlier, I'm not. I don't think there's been one team this season that I've looked at and I've thought they're a really good team. I've I've looked at like West Brom went to, went in front there twice um, there's been there's no been really stood out for me where in other years I, thought, years that. I thought that and then I watched West Brom against Swansea on yeah, Sunday and, they played and, and I was like on Sunday, actually do you know what I'm, I'm wrong West Brom are a very good side but, I, um, I wasn't that impressed with Leeds it's weird though because I think when we went up um, it's one of them where you think oh yeah the top level of the Premier League yeah, it's, it's miles above what you think but you look at Watford and Burnley and I remember saying I think to our mate Dave and saying oh uh, you know it's just 
teams at championship level can match these teams. But then we've dropped down this season now looking at it and think, well, now they probably can't. Do you well, know what I mean? One thing about the Premier League I find as well is it, it's relentless yeah. and that the teams at the bottom don't have many days off. And if, mm. and if you don't play at full tilt, you'll get beat. Yeah. Whereas in the championship, we could turn up and we, we played Hull. Uh, we played well for about 30, 40 minutes in that game, but Hull were useless and they had a complete day off and we beat them 3-0 and we could spin several teams who don't turn... Charlton last night didn't turn out, beat them 1-0. Stoke didn't turn out, beat them 1-0. Mm. A lot of teams don't turn up Yeah, frequently. I think that's uh, one of the things that I take away from Premier League that for town to get any sort of result against anybody in the Premier League, oh, we had let alone your top team, yeah. every player had to be a 10 out of 10. And if yeah. one player were an 8 and the rest were 10, that team would find that weakness in that player and, and it'd be a goal I think like you said the speed of the Premier League is is just unbelievable mm. just the, the, the way that they move the ball it's, it's, it's ridiculous compared to what we've seen this year it's like two, sometimes it's two or three touches to get a ball under control yeah. it's not just town it's it's everyone it's bang 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 look at Liverpool you know I mean alright yeah probably the best team in the world as much as it pains me to say because I don't really like Liverpool um, I'm with you but they are the way that they play football at the minute is phenomenal and I think the one of the things in general of football is now we are um, maybe oversaturated with football. You you can sit in your front room and you can now watch football in Premier League. You can watch La Liga. You can watch you know German football. You can watch top flight football across the world almost. Even the MLS yeah. can't you on Sky. And, and, and then sorts, yeah. fans get used to that. Yeah. You know they might watch three four games a week of that standard and turn up at town on Saturday and expect it to be the same. And it's not gonna be. It's just not gonna be. And I think you've got to kind of take a step back sometimes from what you'd like to see and what you can see and what you're happy at seeing. And like we've yeah. said tonight, if we turn up and win, everyone's happy. happy. No one goes home and goes, go, bloody hell, we've, we've won today, but that were rubbish. You no. know? Yeah. You go home and you, you boy, yeah, we've well, won today. You, you some forget do, some do apparently, about but, but definitely not, not here. <laughs> uh, right, we'll buzz through some of these uh, we've got through. So at Terrier7N2, Mike uh, says, uh, Josh, if a twenty million plus offer comes in for Carl and Grant in January, should the club take it? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Nope. Um, it's one <laughs> of them. No, I, you'd no. like to say no because you'd like to want to keep him because he's a goal it's scorer. Easy, like, like I said, Phil, it's easy money to take it. To take it. Phil, Phil Hodgkinson sometimes listens to this and he's probably sat there going, "It's easy when it's not your money." You well, know, it's, that's, um, that's it. you'd want. Well, you want to keep your best players, don't you? And goal scorers at any level, you need them. Yeah, I think um, if we let Grant go in January, that puts us in jeopardy. Yeah, because you've got to replace him, haven't you? Yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing in it. So you you don't want. I don't you, think we would do that midway through. I don't so think we'd do it as a club. How about you, Mike? For me, it's a no. For Josh, it's a no. Twenty um, million is a lot of money for a, a good player. Yeah, I I haven't been upset by a player being sold or leaving town since Marcus Stewart. I really oh, that was that was it, a killer. That yeah, still still pains me to this day. The fact is that if he's good enough to play at a higher level for more money, the likelihood is that he will go. And if he doesn't go, then you've got the dilemma of what's his mind going to be like. Mm. To be player honest, power. I, I don't think he will go in January. He seems switched on to me, does Carlan? He seems quite focused and switched so on for he's us. He's a great goal scorer. But seems I think a good, a good guy as well. Game, yeah, but yeah. his all-round game needs quite a bit of improvement. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I say yeah, that. I we were talking earlier yeah. about the quality of players in the Premier League, and I, although he did well for us in, in a poor team, um, I don't think he's at that level. No, Yet. he's not. He might, he might get there, but I, don't I think, think he's he, getting there. But I yeah. think one thing that people will always say: natural goal scorers are few and far between. Yeah. So people will always take a gamble, won't they? Yeah. And they, they will take a gamble. It'll that they be can a test for us, won't it? It'll be a test if a team comes in and waves that money under us. I think to me, 
yeah, like you say, it's a statement of intent more than anything. Yeah. If we keep him, it shows intentions of building the squad yeah. around him. Yeah. If we sell him, does that mean that we're then going to spend, if we got 20 million, for example, 5 million here and there to strengthen the squad? You know, to me personally... Strikers are difficult to replace for that are, quality. Yes, they are just players. You know, yeah. To me, though, I think, I'd hope, Phil, if you're listening, um, have a conversation <laughs> with him early. He's in, he's in good stock at the minute, is Grant. He's scoring goals in a team that's, you know, down at the bottom. Is it a case of, i tell you what, stick with us till end of the season, carry on scoring, all of a sudden we might get an extra couple of million for you, you might get an extra thousand on your wage. So there's, there's I, pros I, and cons, isn't well, there? Well, so what we do with Jordan Rhodes. Rhodes, you know, Rhodes yeah. with it depends if he's in. happy as well, doesn't it? There's yeah. always that in there. If he's happy with football, if he's happy with Danny Cowley, he's enjoying his football... That plays a part in if it. If it doesn't rock the well. boats, we've, we've had enough yeah. bad characters, and I'm not saying Callan Grant. Callan Grant's the opposite of, yeah. of that from what. Yeah, from, from what, what I've seen and what I know, I don't think he would be. But we be don't want one. an upset player. Yeah. It's a bit, I think someone just mentioned it then, Rhodes, I heard. It's very similar. Yeah, we, we, we gave him some money, didn't we? And in summer, if someone comes in, yeah. we can't stand in your ways. That's, that's the old Uddersfield town, and yeah. we bring them yeah. in, put them in shop window sell them and hopefully reinvest wisely across. And I'm sure everybody are wishing the best of luck if somebody did come in like a, a Wolves or something and, and, and we got a good price for I, him. I but can't see him going, as Martin says, to a... If he goes to the Premier League, where's he going to go? Is it a Watford? It would, it would really Everton suit... Maybe, it would really suit Sheffield best. United, I think, in that three five two that they play. Yeah, but yeah. whether they have the money to prize them away... I don't think they're going to be spending 20-odd million. They did it on Oli McBurney, but they would... They've not played him, have they? they yeah, they it would, it would be a bit of a risk yeah. for them, I think. They won't even perceive that they need to spend that money. Probably not. No. Probably don't, to be fair, do they? Because they're, they're, they're like us in our first season, whereby they've kept the nuclear something and they're, they're doing... better than us. Than you know. Yeah. Well, you say yeah, that, but yeah. I, I yeah. think Jeff United is going totally off course here. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't, I won't think I, that they I enjoy, were going to stay too watching far up the league. Yeah. If you look the high up the league, but when the point, when you look at the points... Oh, yeah. They're about four points off All it's two or three injuries and... Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it's always precarious. Let's blast through these. Danny Bell at Danny Bell 32. Do you think it's a good idea to want a smaller squad? Uh, Danny Cowley has mentioned 22 players, but we've 28 and are struggling for cover. I know a few are out due to attitude, but a fair few are out injured. Would it not be better to have a similar sized squad to now, but with better attitudes? We'll go with you, Martin. I think attitude, I don't care about the numbers. I think attitude is the whole thing. Um, I think they've got a point that... If they have 28, it's difficult to keep everybody happy. Mm. But it depends on the makeup of that 28. If you've got uh, 15 who are. I think this is first team. Teams. I think this is 28 first team. So I don't. Yeah. Th- I, I wouldn't class the EDT bunch no, or, or class players like Karoma yeah. uh, as, as yeah. that. I, I think. Um, I, I like to take. Because we've had one majorly successful manager, David Wagner, and he set a lot of blueprints for you know what we were doing in the championship. And he had pretty much two players for one position yeah. and then he would rotate those two players and it would keep them happy to a degree so yeah. I, I agree that 22 players is probably right uh-huh. um, but that doesn't mean that doesn't not include players in your EDT squad so if you do get injuries then they would come through that's the whole like, point like, of like it Jayden, like Jaden Brown has done like yeah. Dehaney's done like, yeah. you know so I think 22 first team members is, is probably right and I think that's probably I think with our wage budget or our wage structure or what our wage structure will be uh, going forward, uh, I would imagine 22 is a good number, and um, and you know I think that's, yeah. a, that's okay. a good amount. Uh, Josh Phillips, and this is probably one I should avoid for now. Uh, Josh, 
Josh says, uh, could Flo still have a future with town? Drastically improved the last two games and seems to be giving everything. Has something clicked or is it a false dawn? I'm going to go with you, Paz, because you're my, your mate or my, my mate as well. And Josh, I think, as well. I think we're all... My, I think it's one one big sort of family almost, isn't it? Dale the Danger Marsden, our buddy, um, says he reckons he's playing for a transfer. <laughs> but he's he's done well. Last two games, Flo had and I. For me, it doesn't quite erase the last two years, but uh, do you think something's changed and that maybe he's um, maybe he's got a, a long-term future, not just a short-term? I think it's a strange one with Flo because when it all came out, you know, prior to Leeds game about these, you know, bad apples and players not wanting to play and stuff like that. One of the first players that came into my mind was Flo Do you know, is 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 he just not very good or has he just not been trying? Maybe a bit of both. I think you at know, Bristol City, Martin, you went to Bristol City and there he looked a uh, sketchy. He wasn't one of the worst. Mm. Definitely not one of the worst. That was that was down the left side. But um, I, I don't know with Flo. I think he's burnt his boats with the support and once you've done that it takes a hell of a lot to get it back um, and it's not just one occasion it, it's a uh, several performances that were just unacceptable um, as people rightly say he's had two two good games he is a good footballer um, steady and perhaps he was out of position uh, but he's also he's also weak Time Physic championships are hard league, isn't it? So yeah, he, yeah. physically, he's, he's, he's built like a breadstick, isn't I mean, he? I mean, I look say. at the teams that have been put out over the last two games, and as Flo played basically because there's not been nobody else. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, Do you know that, what I mean? Where, who else would you have played in those positions in the yeah. last two games? I mean, it could be on other sides. He, he did try Congolo, didn't he? Yeah, in, in that I position mean, first, and, and Terence let us down quite badly at Bristol City, and obviously that was the, the watershed. I said other side, though, even if he's playing for a transfer, at least he's putting a shift in. Currently, we all, if yeah. if just he, from what's going on, on from like what's that, going on this week, season to if get he, a move. yeah, if he, if he plays, do you know, if he plays like that, I'm fully supporting of him if he plays like he has done the last two games. And yeah, if, know, if he won't put in a shift in, Carlo wouldn't have picked him, would he? No. You know what I mean? He's I mean obviously block, he's obviously training right. Block. Yeah, he'd have been he'd have been out the door like the rest of them that aren't being picked. So Absolutely. that for me, if he wants to play for a transfer, yeah, yeah. but he's actually putting a shift in and giving it all, fair play, doing it the right way. Yeah. Josh, do you sit in the south stand? Yeah. No, Paul, well, you definitely do, but Josh, you sit sort of singing section in yeah. the back, don't you? So uh Freddie Cock has sent one in and Freddie I'm sorry, Freddie, I'm ignoring your first one because that's way too uh we're too, we're too deep for a, uh, a pub chat. <laughs> but, uh, a top five best individual heckles and chants from town to opposition or town players at games oh. over the years. Oh, yeah. This is probably a bit of a thinker. And I think uh, one springs to mind straight away. I think we played Burnley when it were really bad rain. Can't remember what season. Maybe not even mean when we were oh, in championship. Absolutely hammered it. No, we were at home. Ah. And I think we were. I think two one. I can't even remember. Scott just remember a chant. And announcement came over, and it were this certain roads flooded, and everyone sort of just erupted into it. Were like, two one, and you can't get home, or something <laughs> like that. And that for some reason it just stuck in my mind, for, yeah. you know, as a, as a good heckler chant. I think some of the heckle chants now were sort of so pathetic; they're not even worth not heckles, are they? You know, they're not. They're, they're just changing a couple of words from a song that they've just sung to you, yeah, and it just goes backwards and yeah. forwards. For a yeah, I was, I was thinking it's ironic. Town fans at Fulham singing. Terrible place, Fulham is. When you get old fans singing it at our place, <laughs> yeah, it's always good, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's like, come on, but um, but yeah, I think you're, not to not to play the age card too much, Martin. But you'll probably remember the famous Roger Meller chant, uh, maybe. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll remember that where he apparently got very upset. Was he Portsmouth at the time? Portsmouth, and, and I think uh, our friend Polish Hippie uh, started that one to uh, 
something about a, his wife, and yeah. uh, he apparently got very upset and <laughs> put him off the game, didn't he? Which uh, I, I've liked. Uh, I've liked Vardy's responses to uh, opposition taunting for about his wife, and <laughs> over the last few weeks, a lot of time for Vardy. I wish we'd have bought him. He's put the ball you in the what? net. That's the best response you can yeah, get. Yeah, I, I like a player that's like Vardy, though. You know, you get a, you get a lot of fans who are quite happy to stand in a in a crowd of X amount of thousand people giving someone dogs abuse. Yet they score a goal and turn round, and all of a sudden, oh no, they can't do that. You know, the, the professionals. Yeah, Ross McCormack when funny. we were singing, Ross yeah. McCormack doesn't want to yeah. play against and Leeds, and he's got he, he a hat trick, and he yeah. came, he, he ran over, rubbed our rubbed our noses in it. And do you know what? Fair play to him. Yeah, exactly. You, you, know, you got to give it. You got to take it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, keep the keeper at um, Norwich did it the other week when when they're playing Arsenal, dancing around on his line and then Tim Krull. That's the one. Yeah. Saved the first one, fair enough, and then the second one would be taken and he scored. And Arsenal player said something, and he's up in arms about it. He yeah. spent ten minutes winding him yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think give, you give it, it, you take, take it. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't think we can think of any more off the top of our head, Freddie. So I'm sorry about that. But uh, Sam, at he shoots Coca-Cola. Uh, how much of a loss are you willing to take on some of the excess players that have no future here? Uh, I think that's up to Phil. It's, it, like I say, it's easy when it's not your money, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, but I would, you would obviously want to try and get as much back as possible. But what areas do you feel we need to strengthen? Uh, Marcus Madison from Peterborough is is my shout. I'm sorry, Sam, but I've been shouting for that for, yeah, I think me and <laughs> for a been long time. Banging on that door for a while, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcus Madison is definitely one player I like a lot. But uh, uh, Premier League loans is the uh, the rumour, so to speak. Um, Probably a sensible approach, to be honest, just to chip in there. I think... We don't want to be spending great amounts of money in January. It's just to see us through. And I think the, the, the key is Phil Hodgkinson has said more than once that the value in January isn't isn't what they would like it to be. So I think set your expectations at a low level. I think he's come out and said a mixture on it the other day. I think it's only if, only if, the, if the right, right players are available. Yeah. I think I if think we're buying, it's buying... It's buying for on the long term, the long term in it. I don't think it's just to see us through. But I read somewhere that Marcus Madison's release clauses has expired and uh, Mr. McAntony is now asking for a lot of money. So oh, I'll double if, it for us as well. And it, with him being out of the contract at the end of the season, if that's the case, then wait till the end of the season. The sort of player you'd want in the side, though, and he's the sort of player who looks like he's he's been too good for League One for a while. Always oh, double figures I, for goals I, and assists, um, right age. When I was trying to pl- when I was trying to push this, I I worked out at the at the same time I worked this out at the start of the season when it, I think it was maybe the end of August that Marcus Madison had been involved in as many goals and assists that had come directly from him as what, in the last three years, as what Town had scored. So, uh, I know it's League One to Premier League Championship, but he's involved in a ridiculous amount. You have time to do all this. Man. Transfer Max does it all for you. <laughs> yeah, it's right. brilliant. It shows you it all, it just, you, just, you just put all seasons. It just number. lists it. If I don't even know who this guy is and you've worked all this out. If you can add two either. numbers together, pause, it's fine. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> Marcus Madison. Yeah, he's, he's a cracking player, but I think he'll be quite in demand, I would imagine, because he's... he's um, He's, he's, he's having another good season. Uh, Chris Sandis, uh, at Chris Sandis says, if you could time travel and hear your 100th episode, who's the HTFC player you're talking about with most affection and least affection? And where will Carl and Grant be playing? So 50 episodes is probably another 12 months away, uh, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, Carl and Grant won't be at Huddersfield Town is my prediction because I think uh, if he keeps it up, he'll be gone in the summer. Yeah, uh, I agree. Lewis O'Brien is someone that I tipped to have a breakout season this year. I think I'll still be going on about how great he is. And I'm going to say that I will be mentioning Scott High as the next potential Huddersfield Town player to really do well. Because I think technically he's very, very good. And uh, he's one to watch for me is Scott High in, in 12 months. And uh, 
hopefully they all come through. That, that's that's the dream, isn't it? When Matty Daly scored, you saw... I know the guy who scouted Matty Daly over in, for Stockport Schools. Um, he's a mate of mine. And he brought Matty Daly and Ben Jackson to the club. And, you know, he's buzzing. You know, he's a Huddersfield Town fan all his life. And he's so happy, you know, that this, this kid that he saw at 13, 14 has, has played and scored the winner for Huddersfield Town. Mm. And to be honest, there is no better feeling than seeing one... I know Matty Daly's from Stockport area, so he's not quite one of our own. Yeah. But, you know, there's no better feeling than seeing an Alex Smithies come through and, and doing well. Um, Andy Booth, you know, those sort of Delroy Fizz, you know, those, those, those sorts of players. And it gives you a... And, and you know, John Wor- I went to the same school as John Worthington and Wycliffe and, you know, pl- lucky enough to play in the same school team as him once or twice. And I coach uh, with him now. Yeah, and, 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 then one, and then the next minute he's captain of Huddersfield. And, yeah. and that, the, the bond that you feel towards the club strengthens, doesn't it? So it's, it's always fantastic. But Scott High is, is, is my shout. Josh, I'll open it to you. You watch a lot of youth games, don't you, and, and whatnot. Uh, so in a year's time, Marcus Madison, are you going to say? His I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe Keen Harrod. Something like that, you know, being yeah. brought in, being tipped highly. Keen Harrett, a is, lot of goals. It, I say, say, guys, he's 17 years old and he's built like he's 27. He's Keen Harrett. He looks like he could, you know, and, and I know you shouldn't really take too much from um, youth games and, and, and warm ups, but every time he gets the ball in the warm up, bang, top corner, bang, he never misses, bang, top corner, bang, top corner. And he, Josh, I think that's a good one to pick out because he, you know, with the size, you know, the strength, the natural ability, He's definitely one that could, you know, all being well, touch wood, tables wood. Uh, he could be a really big player in uh, in 12 months. Yeah, good one. Uh, pause. You, I've caught you off guard there, haven't you? You've got no, no idea. idea, mate, to be honest. Ka- Carl and Grant. <laughs> Carl and Grant, yeah. Um, no, I like, obviously, like you've mentioned O'Brien before, he's, he's obviously come through. He had a good a good spell at Bradford and he's obviously learned a lot sometimes playing in, in rough and tumble leagues, you know, non-league, I think, at Bradford now. Um, but they can sort of, you know, they can give you a lot of um, confidence moving forward. He's only a quite a small guy, and he? he can ride tackles. He can. So he's right niggly. It reminds me of like Johnny Ogg in a way. He kind of gets his body in way rather than kind of. His, his first touch, he just um, moves the ball between yeah, his feet like, like, like a classic John Worthington. Right? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, he's yeah. similar. Ginger, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Posse sat there, stood up. Now he's <laughs> fist clenched. <laughs> out. Similar style, but uh, we've missed Miss Lewis, I think. Yeah, he's, he's a quality games. player, isn't he? I think and even Leeds, it would have been a, an asset. He's so. one of them players I, I you can put anywhere, isn't he? Yeah. Well, put anywhere left you back, get he looks just yeah. as effective yeah, as, uh, you know, looked a better left back than we've had all season. Yeah, we I lost a bit from the field, but... I did feel back. sorry for the young kid who came, the, the guy who scored in all the goals. When he came on against Leeds, I don't think he actually Keen touched Harry. it, did he? Did he? A little bit, but... Uh, it, I followed him, sorry for him. I think, yeah. I think that we're, we're a little bit disjointed. Nunez running to the ground, we've, yeah, we've we're got to take him off more than... Yeah. Yeah. I think we're a little bit disjointed, goal, weren't we, I think, system-wise. Yeah. Well, it wasn't great for him to come on then. No, it was probably the worst possible yeah. time for him to make his debut. No, it comes. I think Keen Harrett comes from Hemsworth, you know, that. so it's it's a small, really close community is Hemsworth, so I, th- I think when a player comes through like that, they'll all be really delighted for him in Hemsworth, especially the Huddersfield Town fans, you know, the... Uh, my mates, the Kelly family down there, will be really, really happy with uh, what's going on Do you there. Know, it's nice to see that that bench against Leeds. To see that I many, loved it, me. That many I players that, yeah. give, give me a starting eleven of that sort of player than a Diacabi, yeah. an Mbenza, a, a Mounier. Do you know down. what I mean? It's did it remind you of the Jacko it. days a little bit? It, it did, to be fair. Yeah, and it was yeah. almost like this is what we've got. But you think about it, if you're you know 17, 18 year old, not many of them players graduate into. You know, like a championship first team, and all of a sudden now we've got maybe six or seven that can all move up together as one. And you know, you look at 
You look at teams of the past, I know it's a ridiculous comparison to make at this stage, but like your Man United, their youth team almost became their first team. Yeah. And we've yeah. got a decent track record in youth team at the town, you know, when you look back over the last couple of seasons. So if they can all, you know, chuck in one or two in, yeah, all right. But if you can make six or seven all become first team regulars, they've played together for maybe think, five or six years. I think it's getting them right loans, and it's like, like Cowley's been quite banging on about the loan, Mark, getting them out on loan, playing man's football. It's about choosing the right loans mm-hmm. for them, bringing them in at the right time, isn't it? Playing man's football, as they say. I know it caused a lot of upset at the time, the changing of the youth system, but looking from the outside and without any emotion in it, it just looked the right move to me, that you bring people uh, who are not quite making it at the bigger clubs, with the sort of catchment area that we're in. I know people will disagree, but, and I, I have no personal interest in it. it. It just felt like the right move. And if we've got five or six players on the bench in a championship game, perhaps that's uh, proof of it. Yeah. Or perhaps I think we not. <laughs> probably got discussed at the time, but just through working in junior football quite a lot, in we play in Huddersfield League at Gummersall, so obviously I see quite a lot of kids on a, on a weekly basis. And it's quite a small pool to pick from. So if you're looking for sort of an, an under 11s and under 12s, under 13s, you, you've only got a few to pick from right. because yeah. Man City come sniffing. You know, you see Sheffield United scouts on a regular basis, you see Man United scouts, you see Leeds. And as much as I'd love to have an academy from, you know, under 10s upwards, I think you're quite right. It's, is it better to cherry pick ones that have been, you know, yeah. let, and I can see Matt smiling at mouth. giving me uh, evils here. <laughs> Obviously feels differently, but at a club like town where we haven't got it, that much money to just... Let the others do the hard work to 16. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I w- the only thing I would, I would say, I think... Town have always struggled 18 plus to get players through. They've mm. always really struggled in knowing how to get players through. Mike Lillis wasn't a big fan of loaning players out. He wanted them all to come through together. Realistically, when you, when, because you've done your FA level one, twos, and what have you, when, when you go through that, they talk about stragglers and strivers, don't they? And, yeah. and yeah. not everybody can come through at the same time. You know, they, they all come through at different levels. So men's football and loaning them out, letting them grow up is a huge part in what I believe to be key. Yeah. And I think that the current bunch you know Mark Hudson in his role Lee Bromby uh, Dean Whitehead for what he did John Worthen I think they've cracked it to a degree I really like what they're doing with they have development games they have serious games they have tour games they, they have all these different types of games and they they set different challenges to players they move them into different positions and I really like that the only the only thing that I'm concerned about at the minute is when you look at the bench uh, Ben Jackson Matty Daly Josh Osterfield uh, not sure about Romani Edmonds Green. I think he came in at 16, so he mm. might have done it. But uh, Ryan Schofield, 90% of these kids came through below the age group we are allowed to recruit for. So technically, we would have missed them. Uh, so we've mm. got to find a way to make sure that we're, we, you know, we're not going to get those kids through again. So, um, but we do seem to have a plan. You know, Phil Hodgkinson said that he's happy to pay for them, and they've paid for the the kid Luke Daly from Port Vale. Uh, they've got Ben Midgley's come through from Blackburn, released from yeah. Blackburn. He's come through Murfield lad. Diara, um, isn't it? Some like French Brahima lad. Diara, the French, the French lad. They've, they? bought, they've brought a few lads over from Holland and, and all over. So I think that, that I think for me, I'm in a wait and see mode. Right. I, I have a concern in that the recruitment for these players that are playing now was done at 9, 10, 11, 12, and Matty Daly 13, 14 with Ben Jackson. Uh, that's my concern is that we could miss those. But 
we have a chairman and recruitment team who seem willing to buy players from other clubs. I think we bought someone from Wrexham as well recently. Mm. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was a lover of the academy, involved with it, but I'm happy to sort of see how it goes, you know, and and, and see how it goes. And you can't judge it after one or two Obviously, years. I think a decision no. like that is just ten years. Five, ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know absolutely nothing about this. Well, Brentford have got it working, haven't they? Brentford do exactly the same. They've been doing it longer. London, so they've probably got like Chelsea, Arsenal, Brentford have a B team as well, so they don't recruit technically from sixteen up. They just have the B team, which is the EDT. You know, so they don't. But the thing is that the youngsters they bring in, because you can technically bring them in from 16, 17, because they're adults in, in a certain way. So they bring them in early and they're in the ADT team. But they do similar in you know, the kind of games and they go to yeah. foreign training camps. And it's, it is really interesting in what, what they do. And I think it could be the future for a lot of teams. And, and I think Huddersfield as an early adopter will benefit, but may miss out if they can't bridge that other gap with the youngsters. But we'll see how it goes, because uh, Phil seems pretty switched on with it um, from when I spoke to him on, on this podcast. And... And they've got some. They've got some really good people. Lee Bromby's a very clever guy as well. I've, I know Lee Bromby. Uh, went to school with Lee Bromby as well. So um, yeah. So um, I, I didn't realise John Worthington was was there. So yeah, I he's under some he's coach. This, yeah. I do apologise. He's, he's I'll nice, tell him when I see him was, tomorrow night at training. He's, 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 <laughs> he's a nice guy. Is John Worthington? He's so weird training yeah. coaching with John Worthington though, because he used to be like one of my favourite ever players. Yeah. And for a few weeks, it were like. Gingers together. I'm living in there. You know, look at him. Yeah. I, I love him. Well, it's, I mean, in all seriousness, I love him. He's just a normal lad from Gummersel, isn't he? He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really nice lad. I, I did like watching Yeah, let's let's move on to uh, James Bentley. Uh, this is a, a three tweets here. I'll, I'll rifle through these. And this is a, bringing back to Elias Kachunga, uh, which I think these tweets are, are good, strong, but good uh, in many ways. So James Bentley at Chromo Somed. That's a, an interesting one. Uh, chromosome D even I might have just made, made a complete mistake <laughs> and he, he says I've seen negativity I know one pint I'm all over the place look at what happens I've seen negativity around cash recently what are your thoughts should he start to me he adds value in work rate positivity and experience I agree 100% if not goals an example versus Leeds was when Harrett was getting grief uh, Elias was straight in with him arm around him helping the youth and Danny Simpson's really great at that as well Danny Simpson's a, a fantastic uh, a leader with the other kids and we've got George uh, Stross or George S. Tross or S.T. Ross, uh, 92. Uh, he says, Elias Kachunga, one of the worst players ability-wise at the club in the last 24 months, offers little but works very hard and clearly loves Huddersfield Town. If we spent three million, for example, on a new right winger, would we create more chances, more goals? I can't fathom how he's in the team each week. I don't hate him as much as some, but it's just frustrating to watch. Elements of Bokon versus Lincoln about him and not just occasionally. It's week in, week out, yet Cowley still picks him. DW loved him too. Is there something us fans aren't aware of? And the overriding bit I will say about Danny Cowley and Elias Kachunga is is one word, and that's trust, mm, in that you yeah. can send Elias Kachunga out on the pitch and you can trust him for 90 minutes to never switch off, to constantly do the job of which you need him to do. He will work hard for the team. He will track back. He will do everything he possibly can to win a game of football. And I think at the minute we're finding that value in players low it, well not low but maybe sort of half empty we'll say and I think players like Kachunga in terms of what they bring and not not just on the field but off the field he's, he's a great guy and my my when we took my little boy to her first game my wife chased him across the bridge for a picture <laughs> and he was so polite and nice in that it, you know he was he was obviously trying to get away with his, his dad and a few others and he was really nice he took his time and he's, he's such a great guy and 
if if <laughs> the ball comes across a Leeds United for an equaliser, there's <laughs> one person that you want to score, and that's Elias Kachunga. He's, he's genuinely a great guy. I know I sound like I'm in love with him, don't I? But he's genuinely a great guy, and I really want him to start banging goals in and because it, it just could take a couple just for it to work out. And I understand why he's in the team, but I understand what George is saying. He's missed four or five sitters, you could maybe say. And yeah. it will, it will drain. Some people aren't as sentimental as me and that they will see the, the, the chances he's missing and just go, look, a, a bit, played, bit more, more ruthless. Well he played well last night. Yeah. He did okay. He, again, he, he does that hard work. He does hard work. Yeah. But he's so, it can be so frustrating. Yeah. There's, no, there's no getting away from the fact that he does miss those chances that he wasn't too like George says two years ago he wasn't really uh, the first championship season particularly with well, well, double figures well, well to be honest yeah if they've them chances ever to come that season at championship he'd have bagged them and he was good it's in the confidence air. isn't it it's one of them and especially to his head I think it's one of them that I think you hit it on the head Matt really it's, it's trust he, um, he trusts he trusts him to do a job yeah. And at the moment, who else have we got to fill that role? Well, that's okay. the thing. We'll go back to Bristol City, Martin, where you were there. Dear Carby and Stephen Chicken, who's, you know, I think he's brilliant for Huddersfield Town, uh, for the examiner. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely. brilliant writer. Um, not as good match reports as you, Martin, obviously, <laughs> has been, been our official match reporter. <laughs> but, um, sorry, Stephen. But uh, essentially, Dear Carby, you know, Stephen, it's a bit of a takedown article, but it was 100% accurate with... with, with and because he was taking someone down, he demonstrated it with pictures, you know, to make sure he wasn't going over the top. And he showed Dear Carby didn't do this, didn't do that. And you can't trust someone. If you know, against Blackburn, he was great first half against yeah. Blackburn. Won a penalty uh, against Stoke. Came on, changed the game a little bit. Y- you can't rely on him ninety minutes every week. No, that, that, and that's the problem. And Where Kachunga, you, you know what you're going to get. You do, and, and I've, I've sort of defended Dear Carby. Um, in the past because I thought that he had a lot of potential with his pace and from time to time when he when he got on a run you know you, you were up off your seat but that Bristol game is probably the last it's stroke. the watershed like you said um, isn't it? like Josh was saying about about the uh, uh, about the managers the Cowleys they have to work with what they've got and one of the uh, stable presences in that team is Kachunga. For all his limitations, he's going to give you exactly what you want to, and to let's, get from And him. let's go back to uh, the Chesties. We were saying Leeds United are a, a barometer. You know, they've had players there for four or five years who know the role, know the job, know the club inside out. And, and to be honest, Kachunga's in that mould. You know, Stuart Dallas for Leeds, probably mm-hmm. not the most glamorous player. Really nice. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of him. Really nice guy. Um, decent, you know, not a bad player, plays for Northern Ireland, etc., etc. He's probably not a first team regular, but he's solid. He's there all the time. He can be relied upon, and I see Kachunga as that kind of molder player. Whereby, if he, if he, I think if he goes, then people will miss him a lot more than what they think he will. Yeah, and, and I think he can, he can suffer from the fact that he's had some high-profile misses of goals, which he should have scored. The Stoke one, yeah, that was um, a bit. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and the one against Leeds was probably bad, as you said. If it had flicked off his head, it'd probably got in. And as you too said, clean. If, too clean. if he'd have scored against Leeds, then it'd have been, been a hero. He'd have probably had to move because I think he lives in Leeds like me as well. So he'd probably had to move <laughs> for a bit. But yeah. but it, it, it would be nice to see Kachunga moving back into being a squad player following the transfer market in January, so that they still have them there to rely on. 
but we do have something. We have uh, someone else different. we can maybe bring on if he's yeah. not having. I think the I best think that's experience. the thing, isn't it? We, for all of his like misgivings, and he has missed his chances. Who else have we got in the squad who's going to do that role? Uh, absolutely, exactly. Who else? Who else can Danny Cowley trust to yeah. put on that pitch? Give hundred percent. Work hard, track back, do his defensive side. There's would, no one else. Would in you the... put Isaac and Benzer on? Exactly. Would you put Diakabi yeah. on? No. Well, that, that was one of the I'd most... I'd put you on over Isaac and Benzer. <laughs> Mate, I won't last five minutes. I'm so unfair. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the most strange substitutions from the Cowleys that I've seen, bringing Diakabi on when we had two temporary fullbacks. I found, I found yeah. that very odd. Yeah. Uh, whereas that came Kachunga, back and That came back and bit us a absolutely. little bit, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. But with Kachunga, you know that the, he's going to protect that Inexperienced fullback. Yeah, 100%. To me, Kachunga is, is a bit like your favourite shirt that you used to wear when you were 18 <laughs> on night out on pull. You know, you, you, you go back to it because it's comfy, keeps you warm, <laughs> but in this day and age, it's not going to get you a bird, is it? Do you live so, with, do you live do you with him I mean? as well? Is this a <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? No, it's like that, that old faithful that you, you put your trust in. and He's not know, going it, to get you a bird. No, well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, he's there, he does what he needs to do. He's not glory. You know, all right, we'll all look back with. You know, on so that season, they, they were unbelievable. Bad joke alert. So you're not saying he's not a wingman, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, yeah. Um, I think that. Poor, that. he's one I of them, know, he's, he's probably just gone past his best, but he still brings something to the team. But yeah, I, if we can bring someone in to play that role, he's yeah. probably one of them where you'd... You want to rotate him in, don't you? You'd start yeah. a Dia, not a Diakabi himself, but a Diakabi type, a bit more flat. Maybe a Joshka Roma at start. You look to get into the game, maybe get one or two nil up, and then with 15 to go, if you need to bring someone on to shut up shop, you bring your kachungas on. I think that's where he's... He's flexible as well. sits now yeah, within he's, our squad. He's, he's not going to get you the goals that you need to he's win almost games, like a, he's he's useful, He'd be a useful squad player, him. wouldn't he? He yeah, fills, he fills yeah. what, two or three different roles, doesn't he? Yeah. Play up front, play behind, play wide. You know. Which you... He probably will be once yeah. once the Cowley can bring him. I think like, like we've all said, he's, he's in the team because there's nobody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the last questions we've got that so they're both interlinked a little bit uh, from Andy Moore and uh, at MDA Terrier Mark, and they both talk about the youth as well. So uh, Andy Moore says, "Is it unfair to replace some of the academy lads with January signings from uh, from what we have seen, and uh, should we do that?" Uh, and uh, Mark says pretty much the same thing with him wanting to reduce the squad size to twenty two in the emergence of the youth. Do the lads think we will see minimal incomings and connected to that? Do they think the youth are good enough to keep us out of trouble this year or will they disappear back on loan come January? So questions about the youth there. Uh, Josh, uh, I'm, I'm putting you as the uh, the youth expert on this question. It's hard, um, to, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because like I said, they're, on, they're in there at the moment because they really need to be in there. We also don't anything. really know how good they are as well to but, a point. And we it? don't know how good they are. They could turn out and say, Matty Daly might kick on now, scored that goal, you know I mean? Get a bit more game time. We don't know how good he could be. Same with a couple of the lads. I don't think it should affect what we do in January. I think in January we need a buy for also now and for the future. We need a left back. And in we, yeah, we need we need a left sorry back. For, sorry, Flo, but Jaden Brown's injured. We, we, yeah, we, we need we need much. a bolster the squad. We yeah. need we need new face in there. We need to ship people out. But then that's we've got not these a slight on Flo in. as well. It's just that we do, we light on numbers. You know. That, yeah, we, that's, we, we, that's we need really players, key. don't we? We've got one recognised left back really in what Jaden Brown, Brown, and that's it. And then centre backs, you know, Elfix out for a year. Uh, if Stankovic is injured, we've got Ramani Admins Green, who probably won't go back on, on loan at this time. 
who, who did really well at Charlton. We haven't really mentioned it, but he had yeah, a really yeah. solid game. Out of, pos- out of position as well. Out of yeah. position. Uh, Bromley, I think, uh, I think Bromley said they played him across the back for a midfield. Yeah. So that's obviously been a really useful loan. Uh, I think Romani will probably stay, but some of them may go out. And some of them who haven't gone out, like Kean Harrett and Josh Osterfield, may then go, go out. out. Uh, I so think one of the main things, sorry to cut you off, Matt, is um, we've just got to get to end of the season. And however yeah. that happens, as again, and we'll probably, uh, oh, well, you might not agree, you might not, but we've just got to get to end of the season. And if that means we have to bring in three or four loan players, however many you can bring in, and these guys have to wait another six months, that's just how it has to be. Yeah. I don't feel confident. I've never seen him play, so I don't know. Young lads as well. You can't say they were seventeen-year-old. You're scrapping it in the season. You know, you need six points from last three games. Do you want five or six? Seventeen. Sometimes the the youth. Sometimes the fearless youth factor is good, but 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 mostly you need your experience. At the minute, there's not much pressure. Absolutely, there's a little bit because we're we're down there. But you want to get all of a sudden when it's really on and you need to win. You want to get safe and then drip feed them into the team, then give them you your minutes. You, you don't want to rely on them in a... First-team yeah. squad members. They do everything as a first-team squad member. And then let's, let's, let's see. Yeah, so yeah. as much as I enjoy be. seeing them, let's just get to I, I also season. think you need to bridge a gap to the first team. I, I've, I've just said earlier that loans are really important to grow up. And I think those that haven't been on loan do need to go out on loan as well. So I, I, I think a lot of them will go back out on loan. I think what might confuse people is that if we do get three Premier League loans, they're likely to be young lads as well. And some people will probably say, why are we bringing in young lads from here, there and everywhere uh, to, to improve them for someone else And when we've got our own kids? But if we do that, the fact will be that these these players coming in are deemed to be, to be better quality. And yeah. therefore, you know, like your Izzy Browns and Casey Palmers, etc., uh, there's a lack might of, be that just that little step above at the moment in the development market. Yeah, there's a lack of the Billy thing. Gilmore at Chelsea who's about yeah. 17, 18 would be a cracking number 10. I think he's ready for somewhere like The thing is with loans that, that always worries me is you've got two types of loans. You've got your loan like I, we had in the past, your Izzy Browns, yep. your Casey Palmers. Who, I, would, who, I would take Izzy back. I would take him back permanently oh, if he was available. I, I, would, I think he's available would, in the summer. I'd take so him back. Yeah, I'd yeah, take him back. We should he's, have bought Izzy Brown and Casey Powell. I, f- should have been the first I feel really bad for Izzy because he's just had a great spell at Luton and then he's got injured with a hamstring, hasn't he? But there's, there's that nagging doubt. He's injured again. Yeah, that's, but his, that's his downfall, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a risk. But but yeah, so I think... Sorry to cut you back. You've got They kind of came and really wanted to be part of it and they got involved and it was almost like they were Huddersfield Town players. Then you look at your, you know, your Shalabar, and for me, he's hot and cold. Does he want to be here? Is he that bothered? Grabara, yeah, he's a decent keeper, but I look at him and his attitude. All right, last night he ran length at field to celebrate. I think Chalabar's, I think he wants to be, I think I just don't think we've found his niche properly mm, yet. Maybe, I think that might maybe. be more to do with, with that. I think he's a good football you know, They've got to want, basically what I'm saying is if they're coming on loan, they want to be on loan. It's not yeah. a case of, I'm Liverpool doing you a sending favor. them out going, go help Little Huddersfield out because they need some help. Yeah, so but they come in thinking, oh, I'm better than all you lot. So if you bring in someone yeah. like, uh, I'm probably doing this lad a disservice, but <clears throat> Rian Brewster, because you've said Liverpool striker, we might need another striker. Rian Brewster, really highly regarded. Josh, you know all about him. England under 17s, 19s, really good finisher. Bring him in, like Eddie and Ketchy, maybe, uh, who's at Leeds, you know, that kind of player. Uh, you know, he, he comes in. I don't know anything about his personality, but if he comes in and thinks, "Oh, I'm a Liverpool player. I'm this. Is, I'm just here to, to you know, tread water until I go back to Liverpool." That's not what you want, and that's what it, you're saying. No, in the first place, though, would he? If he was like exactly, that, they'd have bombed him out seems by now. Unlikely. But, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any sentiment. I, I mean, we've, we've talked about Josh Kamara, and he has had good performances, but he's got. They've got to be kept up there, and they tend to dip, mm. and. 
it's no fault of their own. It's just how peaks and troughs always happen. Yeah. Young, young and experienced lads, isn't it? That's what it's mm. going to happen, isn't it? You've, you've got they've got to be allowed to get their own players, uh, and that's what will happen. I, d- I don't think there's any doubt that's what will happen. I think maybe we need some experience a little bit in certain areas as well. I, I can imagine the Cowleys will probably like Lyle Taylor. We mentioned Lyle Taylor, someone like him. Up front. I know we've got Fraser Campbell, and you don't want to overload with too many sort of older ends here and there. But you, you look at players like that, and I know Charlton probably won't let him go. And now, and he probably cost a lot of money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just an, it's just a, for instance. But I think he's behind the striker where we'll need to look a lot. Yeah. I think, I think actually sometimes when you look on paper, his front four are actually you know decent. If you if you can start with like say Campbell up front. You forget Grant Alex Pritchard, don't you? We can't see him put him out on the pitch at the same yeah. time, though, can we? That's the well. thing. Everything's going to be about balance, isn't it? Um, yeah. Balance it, trying to rebalance a team that is just completely out of kilter. Yeah, and Danny Kelly has made a, a reference to that twice, hasn't he? That the squad yeah. is so imbalanced. And I think that's what we'll see. We'll see a redressing of the balance, if you like, yeah. using cliches here, aren't I? So we'll, we'll see that. I think, but I think we'll call it that for tonight, guys, unless you've got anything else that you want to do. You want to... No, fantastic. Pause is, is ready for bed, I think. Well, can I'm not going to have to be coaching <laughs> under sixes, mate. I'm absolutely sure. I don't. I don't do <laughs> Maybe not. some of them could do a job in, you know, instead of flow. I don't know. You know, we, we, we're, getting, we're getting players younger in. You know, we'll so have you to sign them at six, I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> no one's allowed to sign at six, but there we go. Uh, yeah, so we've just put a competition up online. So those people, if you do want to win 24 beers courtesy of magic rock we have uh, tweeted out a competition anybody affiliated with the podcast is unfortunately not allowed to join uh, so i've just hooked you guys in for the first is that time that's why it's a week out win so you've got three so less people I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm eliminating the competition here for, for, but anybody affiliated with us is uh, sadly not allowed to do it um however um if you caption uh, the tommy smith wearing a turkey on his head uh well enough uh and make me laugh and other people laugh or or it's a good one then you're you've got a very good chance of winning uh some some quality craft uh craft ale if you like so uh 24 mixed it'll be a mixed pack so uh get that in so i think the competition will finish on the 18th at just under 2 p.m uh so uh get involved with that retweet it uh let people probably don't want to retweet if they want to win it so but we would appreciate (laughs) it if you do uh but yeah thanks to magic rock for having us tonight it's it's been great here it's it's Um, really nice actually yeah i've quite enjoyed it i've quite enjoyed it tonight uh keep subscribing sharing retweeting it all helps thank you very much for stepping in for uh for the other guys i might have been a good (laughs) night so thanks josh thanks dan and thanks martin for coming in and uh, we'll be back again sometime soon there's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that 
call back to Huddersfield. So town play up and bring the car back to Huddersfield.